Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On this episode of Missing the Point, it's our monthly two-hour Sunday night sports wrap. We'll break down week 10 in the NFL and discuss the potential for an eighth playoff team to be added to the NFL playoffs if a game is canceled due to COVID-19. We'll discuss the NFL season as a whole as we've now gone beyond the midway point of the NFL season and check in on some of our biggest storylines, including Tom Brady's up-and-down first season in Tampa Bay. In the second hour, we have a discussion on if Patriots fans have become the Yankee fans of the NFL, the Celtics' plans for the NBA draft as the NBA season is a little more than a month away, and what exactly the Celtics have planned for forward Gordon Hayward. And finally, we discuss the Week 10 Sunday night matchup between the Patriots and the Ravens, and the Monday night matchup between the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. But first, this episode is being brought to you by Boxo Crafts. BoxO is an arts and crafts-focused kid subscription box. BoxO is a parent-run company that combines creativity and convenience in one monthly package, delivered right to your door. BoxO's premier box, BoxO Holidays, contains four separate art projects to get you and your family into the holiday spirit. Whether it's Halloween, Hanukkah, or Easter, they've got you covered with holiday fun. BoxO, we can't wait to see you create. Check out BoxoCrafts.com and exclusively to our listeners, enter promo code SNSW for 10% off your first order. That's B-O-X-O-Crafts.com, promo code SNSW. Missing the Point is a one-hour weekly, two-hour monthly podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcript of today's episode can be found in the description box below, as well as on our website, www.mtpshow.com. If you're new to the show, Consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. All of our links will be in the show notes. And check out our brand new website, www.mtpshow.com. That's mtpshow.com. And now, this is Missing the Point. But it's all relative. Good evening, everybody, and welcome into the Sunday Night Sports Wrap. Uh, we are Missing the Point, which is uh, our, our new name. We've, we've changed our name, and uh, if you haven't already uh, downloaded that or listened to that episode where Mike and I go through the, the name, where it came from, and where it's going, um, that's I think that's lines from Cotton Eye Joe. Um, 
then then this is what it is. I mean, we we we've changed our name to Missing the Point. We've also got T-shirts. We, as Dave said, it looks like we all work at Best Buy, not a sponsor. So that's a great thing. Uh, but uh, I am Joe Malkin, joined tonight by the entire crew: our EP Craig Delisandro, Mike Marcangelo, Rayshon Buchanan, Bob Kelly, and all the way from the left coast, Dave Clark. Uh, as always, uh, guys, been a, a busy week for all of us, I think, especially with uh, our personal and work lives. And then the rollout of the new name, we kind of Baltimore Colts this one on everybody the other night where Craig and I got too excited and decided to do it at midnight. Um, it was it was actually a lot of fun to do. Craig and I, uh, you know, you guys always joke that we, we talk outside of work. But uh, I did see Craig in person today. We were six feet apart. Uh, so that was great. You're not. Uh, shut up, Craig. Uh, but again, I am Joe Malkin, joined by the entire crew. And gentlemen, how are we? How are we doing tonight? Let's go around. Let's go with Mike first. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good, dude. I, I'm just, uh, you know, I think I'm really happy that the first show that we're doing after the name change is actually still the Sunday Night Sports Rep because I promise you, I would have screwed that up so many times recording it. So I'm happy we're all back together, and uh, I'm ready to get after it. Mr. Clark, what's going on, man? Oh man, I'm so just pumped to be here. I always love hanging out with you guys. Uh, you know, we talk every single day, but it's really nice to get together for the for the full crew every month. The name change is a big deal. We used to be the Sunday Night Sports Wrap, the SNSW podcast, but what really happened is that Mike was drunk with power because he invented the Sunday Night Sports Wrap, so we had to kind of like fix his electoral college and and really get with it. So now we're missing the point. We're a six man podcast, and we're kind of a big deal. So like, welcome, welcome to the revolution, everybody. Bobby, what's going on out there? Yeah, how's it going, everyone? Uh, as always, glad to be here. I second those thoughts when it comes to switching this name. Uh, I really, We really just decided that we were too big for Sundays at this point, and it was time to move past Sunday Night Sports Wrap uh, and become missing the point, so I'm so happy we're here. And I also think it's huge, the first one, is technically still the Sunday Night Sports Wrap, if that's not confusing for everyone out there. <laughs> we can explain that a little bit too uh but mr b what's going on yeah the, the, the teacher is good classes in session already uh five five minutes in you know but uh no doing good man you know uh glad we made the name change you know we actually agreed on it pretty quickly um you know which which is uh it's good because i feel like you know we always argue about something especially when it comes like, to the game so thanks dave uh <laughs> but, <laughs> no but no i'm happy about the name change happy about where we're going so uh the growth is real the talent is real and although we're missing a point we're not missing any talent so you know stay tuned because there's more to come it's a good point ray it's a good point because what what our whole thing is i think is that we argue about things that don't matter but we really nailed it on the things that do matter yes. so i i second that for yeah. sure Dave always knows how, how to bring out the worst in all of us. So, Craig, what's going on? <laughs> not hard, guys. It's not hard. You're all terrible people. I second that. It's not, it's not that hard. <laughs> Craig, Craig, how's, uh, how's our EP doing over there as you're about to take a drink? We're doing very well. We're happy that uh, hopefully everyone likes the name change. It took us an uncomfortably long amount of time to actually settle on a new name, but we did. We're happy with it. And um, we, get, we still got some surprises that people don't know yet that will be rolling out soon and excited about it yeah i think uh you know just to kind of wrap up the the name change part of it you know we no were the intended exactly ah. uh we were the snsw podcast which literally stood for the sunday night sports rap and we were sitting here um releasing videos on thursday uh and sometimes on tuesday and so that just didn't make sense anymore i think it did to our our loyal followers back from our our dean college days on wgao 88.3 fm but nowadays we've we've reached a point where we're we're uh 
going out to so many other places. We've gotten so much bigger and we really appreciate everybody that listens and pays attention and downloads our episode. And if this is the first time you're watching us, I know we already have a good amount of viewers on Facebook. We, we appreciate you, um, you tuning in. And again, if you are new, this is what we look like. So if you want to just keep listening to our podcast, this will be released tomorrow morning, (laughs) uh, just to throw out a couple more things. So we are missing the point. Uh, our social medias, if you don't follow us already are uh, on Instagram underscore missing the point, uh, Twitter at underscore MTP podcast. You're watching us on Facebook, so you know where to find us, but facebook.com slash missing the points. And we have a wonderful new website that Craig has put together for us, www.mtpshow.com. And as for the shirts, um, you know, we all did a lot of work coming up with the name, going over the logos and everything else. Uh, but we have to thank a little bit of heart. Stretching it, Ray. We, uh, I'm, going, I'm trying to thank my wife I'm for doing sorry. stuff. Quiet down over there. A little bit um, of heart. Yeah, shout it out little bit of heart uh company owned by my wife that does personalized items uh from t-shirts and everything else so uh we'll link to her facebook page in the show notes as well craig uh, look at look at craig turn right around and and just show the mtp on the back it was almost like it was on cue but he's just getting up to close his window so you can't hear (laughs) the traffic outside that's great good podcast studios we got here boys um so again welcome in to the sunday night sports wrap uh we are missing the point and we're going to take you through the next uh hour and 53 minutes going through the nfl the nba with the nba draft coming up this week and the celtics rumors that have been floating around and we'll finish off the show uh, by touching on the sunday night and monday night football games which will feature the patriots and ravens on sunday night football and then dave's bears against the vikings tomorrow night on monday night football. and i think the best part of this week guys i think we can all agree on it uh is that bobby is sane today because his team is on a bye, and not only are they not playing, but they can't lose. So we just want to thank the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys and the NFL for scheduling their bye. Uh, it's the best Sunday I've had all year. So that Bobby can be sane uh, for this show. So, uh, guys, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the NFL. Um, one of the first things I want to touch on, because they talked about a lot of playoff scenarios. Uh, they talked about a lot of playoff scenarios today um, on NFL Red Zone. Um, not a sponsor. Do I have to say uh, that? Not, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. You don't. Uh, and I wish you wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love Scott Hansen though? Uh, the NFL is saying that if any games are canceled due to COVID, they're going to add another playoff spot. So we would go from seven, which they added a new playoff spot this year anyway, to eight if any games were canceled. I'm just curious what you guys think on that topic. Uh, I, th- I think it's an, an interesting thing they're trying to do, and I could go both ways on it. I mean, I understand why they're doing it now because, you know, the game's being canceled uncertain times and, and, and all of that. But, you know, one of the, the one of the things that I like most about the NFL and the playoffs is that the best of the best teams with the some exceptions of what, whatever division is, is doing bad that year. But like it wasn't half of the league that makes the playoffs. Right. There was all it was always a select few and you knew that you were going to get the best teams making it. My 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 fear is now is that if you have 16 out of the 32 NFL teams, I mean, that's just going to set a precedent. And I don't want that to happen every single year. I like the fact that the NFL playoffs mean something. Um, and, you know, just like the NBA, you always have those bottom feeders at, at, at the, on the eight seed that are 10 games below 500. The NFL equivalent this year is going to be the NFC East, right? I mean, it's just, you're, you're going to have a six and 10 or a seven and nine team make it. It happens every once in a while, <clears throat> but I, I don't want it to happen all the time. 
Yeah, and I, I just real quick to touch on that, and that and that's talking more about a division winner, which is we have seen it before, right? There was a year that the Cardinals made it at at seven and nine, and it, they were a very good seven and nine. Uh, but Bobby, go ahead. I no, mean, to step on here. No, you're good, man. Uh, I feel like it's it's too many teams. That that's really what it comes down is if they were to expand the playoffs to let half the league in every week when I'm doing those power rankings, it's a struggle to rank those teams 18 through 13. You know what I mean? Like they're just half of them aren't good football teams. It's not even the fact of like, you know, this team's better than this team. It's like, okay, both of these teams stink. Who am I going to put ahead of who? It's just once you get below, you know what I mean? Like you're talking Eagles, you're talking Lions, you're talking Falcons, Panthers, Vikings. Like none of these teams belong in the playoffs. Oh, oh my. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, once you get to a certain point in football, there really is a fine line between good team and bad team. I just want to point out that you left out of that that whole little rant that you had, the Cowboys. Yeah, they don't belong anywhere near them. He's trying not to think of them, Mike. But I think think you make a good point, Bobby, because I think as sports fans, we're so used to being burned. You know, we're supposed we're so used to being burned by the leagues that we watch. And anytime they try to add games or expand leagues or anything mm-hmm. like that, we immediately as very cynical sports fans go, you're just trying to make more money. And the real problem is, is we're going to watch them. Every yep. single one of us. OK, yeah, listen, we do a sports podcast where, you know, we're the exception that proves the rule. But at the end of the day, we're going to watch them and everybody else is going to watch them. They're going to make that money. They're going to put those things on TV and people are going to watch them. What are we going to do? Protest. We love seeing these games. We even love, and this is a very Mike Marcangelo point, we even love seeing bad teams get beat up on. Is it a bad thing to have a couple bad teams be lambs to the slaughter in the playoffs in the NFL this year? It's a weird year. We have a lot of stuff going on. Send the Cowboys in there. Send the Eagles in there. Send that that terrible division win, it, uh, winner in there to, to have some NFC team gain some momentum by slaughtering them on national television <laughs> with the – the final with the final national TV game of their season being embarrassing and terrible. You know what? I don't even hate it. It's well-deserved. It's well-deserved. If you're going to be the worst playoff team, you should be shown to America as the worst playoff team. You know, yes, it's about them making money. Yes. It sucks for that team that they have to like not go home to their families and instead just be embarrassed on national TV. But that's what sports is all about. You know what I mean? So being embarrassed I, I on national TV. Yeah, it is because <laughs> because at the end of the day, I mean, we have a couple big WWE fans here in in, in attendance, uh, Mike sure and do. Ray, uh, and it's all about the pageantry. It's all about the stuff that 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 puts asses in seats, as 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 Mike Marcangelo always says. That puts asses in seats. If you know that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to get absolutely spanked on national TV, you will tune in from minute one. So it's not bad marketing. I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I also will say, like NFC East aside, they're going to get some better teams in there. Like so, the NFC West, there you have some some really good opportunities to get either the Seahawks, the Rams, the Cardinals could sneak in, and that could happen in the South and in the AFC. So the Cardinals aren't a bad team, though. Don't don't act don't don't lump those guys in because I think they might be a little bit of a sleeper. Who? The Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, no, no, the no, Cardinals. no. I, I was saying, like, you, you, we have the opportunity now with, with the expansion of the field yes. to get better yes. teams to make it that would not have in the past. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes it that makes it a good point then, Mike. What wouldn't it be isn't that good for that 
for the league then when you say I'm oh i'm, I'm literally season. arguing with, with myself i know i know oh, okay i just want to make sure i'm just like I, I, Ray, I think you're missing the point yeah, yeah. yeah i mean well, yeah. first one that's number well, one yeah, i was, I was one. gonna that's say I, I was i was about to go to ray and say Found ray it. what do you think about it but i i think something we can touch on here is the the fact that we saw all of the leagues uh maybe with the exception of major league baseball uh, and the MLS, which I don't know if we're counting yet, but um, the NBA, the NHL, and the NFL have all made adjustments to their playoff format, but the NFL is about to make the biggest adjustment to their playoff format, and I think they did that. No, I mean, listen, I, I think it's great, right? Go figure. I go against everyone here, right? But no, like, go, like it, to me, it's a great idea, man. Like, I think that, you know, I, I love the one through AC. Like, I love that in basketball. But, I mean, just to keep it from a football standpoint, like, remember in 2010 when the Seattle Seahawks went 7-9, and then, you know, they had – even though they won a division, but they had a game, I think, at Questfield. And, you know, Marshawn Lynch had Marshawn Lynch had one of the greatest runs in NFL history, you know, where he ran over the whole damn New Orleans Saints team. So, you know – you could catch you can get a team that's seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven that is catching fire at the end of the year. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, now we're in the division around. Oh, we caught fire again in that round. Now we're in the NFC championship game. So there's oh there's always gonna be a team that catches 2007 uh, Giants. Right, yeah, exactly. Them them too. So for those that are listening to the New York fans, you know that you you got lucky. So um, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, so you know, uh you know, don't, don't leave us, please come back. But uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, so that happened. Same thing in basketball, like um, in 99, uh, the Miami Heat uh, were a one seed and they lost an AC with the New York Knicks and the Knicks made the finals as an eight seed. So uh, it can happen. It doesn't happen too often, but uh, to add to what Dave said, you know, I love to see teams get slaughtered as well. So I'm, I'm going to tune in Hell and yeah. watch and, you know, you, you should too. So once again, we're, we're fans. So, you know, uh, you know, Bobby, you know, go ahead and say what you was about to say, bro. No. So I was just going to say the NFC I get, because you're right. There is, there is a good amount of teams in the NFC. Only way I would support it in the NFC is if you literally just take out the NFC East and you're like, okay, <laughs> you guys battle for the rest of the playoffs. Guys, Cause none of them deserve it. But anyways, with the AFC, right. You take away the teams that are battling for the playoffs right now. So it's like, Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs, Raiders, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Colts, Titans, right? That's seven teams that are in the playoffs right there. The rest of the teams are the Texans, two and seven, Jaguars, one and eight, Bengals, two and five, Chargers, two and six, Jets, and Patriots. Do any of those teams deserve to be in the playoffs? Deserve, deserve is so deserve is so is is such an expansive point though because it's yes. like deserve deserve is based on what you're giving them to achieve. It, it deserve is if you finish for you say forget about the NFC East, but you can't. They're, one of those teams is going to make the playoffs. So if if you win the NFC East, you by definition deserve to be in the playoffs. So if you deserve to be in the playoffs, you deserve to play a playoff team. You deserve to get beat up by a playoff team. Let's do it. Let's add all those teams in. Like, okay, great point, Bobby. Like the Patriots. You know, I know we're going to touch on this later, and I don't want to. I don't want to like spoil anything. But the Patriots being in the playoffs is still fine. Yeah, are they like a great team anymore? No. Like, do they have the personnel to bring them to the playoffs? No. But would any of us be really that opposed to the New England Patriots being in the playoffs and like making a run? They could still win a Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> yes. if you if you get them in, if you get them in the dance, they could still get there. They could still win. Anybody so, can, right? We've seen it because in the it's NHL. so open. That's my Which point. Which is why because I don't so want them in there. Year. 
No, but because it's so open this year, <laughs> I think that there is something to be said for letting them all shoot it out. You know what I mean? Like, because, because there's so little, like in, in the past and I see you, Joe, but in the past, you're good. The, the, the best teams have been clear in this year and everything that's going on. Good teams are bad. Bad teams are good. Not to spoil the state of the sizzle, but good teams are bad. Bad teams are good. Let's let them all shoot it out. You know what I mean? Like who cares? It's more football. And to go along with, with Dave's point there, and I'm, I'm going to totally agree with him because the, the only way you get away from what you're about, what you're talking about, Bobby is to go to a standings table uh, over go over divisional rounds uh, or divisions like they have in the NFL now, right? So you split the the conferences into just two conference tables and pick the top six or seven teams from those, and you get you get rid of north north south east and west, right? So if and and I'm gonna throw a, a crazy um, prediction out here. But the New York Giants are going to win the NFC East because mm-hmm. that team is actually looking much better than they did. You're basing the that off of today, season. though, right? You're basing. I'm, I'm off basing this off today. the last. I'm basing this off the last three weeks. I, I think, but you, but you you got pushed over the edge by that win today, and like, but a win, a win against the Philadelphia Eagles isn't gonna. It shouldn't convince you of anything. No, but I'm gonna go back to my hey. One <laughs> one other thing to to rebut Dave is that I'm gonna go back to my my point that I always go to is that they are still an NFL team, the Philadelphia Eagles. They do still have Carson Wentz, who is a lower tier quarterback, but I th- that that Eagles team was a Super Bowl team just a couple years no. ago, and and not not, a not lot because of him though. I'm not no. saying because I'm not saying because of him, but what I'm saying is is that you your your point is that if if you win the NFC East, you deserve to be in the playoffs. So if the Giants beat an NFC East team in the Philadelphia Eagles, they now have a divisional yes. game, which means they should even yes. more be propelled towards the playoffs. So does that mean d- does that prove your point right? Absolutely, yes. I believe that their win today convinces me more. But over the last three weeks, that Giants team has played relatively it's because it's all relative out of their mind. Yeah. yeah, Joe. So I would never normally back up the giants ever in the history of my life, but I have to say, I completely agree with you. That Some they are the true Patriots. Fans. They, they are the favorites to win that division because of the fact that they just have the most upside out of anyone out of those teams. Right now, you look at who they have and how they can play when they play their best they have the most upside out of everyone in the NFC East. Bobby, Bobby, let me ask you something seriously, though, because you often talk about things like championship DNA, mm-hmm. franchise DNA. When we t- and, and, you know, I know, no, but seriously, I know that, that these guys give you shit for it, but I agree with you a lot of the time. You can, you can give it the old eye test sometimes, and you can see things that maybe don't show up on paper. The, uh, the thing about franchise DNA, we often touch on this theme, right? Uh, the the Cowboys are, and this isn't a, a poke at you, I promise, but the Cowboys are perennial uh, underachievers, right? Based on what they have on paper. The, the Patriots are never to be counted out. Like these franchise DNA things. Are the New York Giants, If to, to Joe's point, to expand on it a little bit, just, just thinking about it, are the New York Giants always the, they shouldn't be good, but they're good team? You know, like the, the two years that they won those Super Bowls, I, and I know you guys have some bias here when it comes to the New England Patriots losing to them in Super Bowls. Both times, the second time less so, but both times they didn't even really deserve to be there. They, they weren't even really on paper the team that should have been in the Super Bowl beating the Patriots, and they certainly shouldn't have been beating the Patriots um, on, on paper in, in either of those games individually. 
are the New York Giants the team that can somehow weirdly pull things out? And in a year where it's anyone's chance, are the New York Giants the exact kind of franchise with franchise DNA to go and do something like this? I think while you still had Eli and Tom Coughlin there, they were a team, and I can say this as a Patriot fan, they were a team that you never wanted to see in the playoffs because you knew that when they got hot, they would always get hot in December and January, and they would just do one thing better than you did. Um, now, I don't know as, as it's currently constituted. I, you know, Joe Judge is pretty unproven. Um, I think Daniel Jones is unproven. I think if that team still had Barkley and he was healthy, that would be a team that would. What's their D line? Just out of curiosity, does anyone know? No, their because, defense because has been it's, okay. It's been all right. Because, it's because been good the, enough. The Giants, the Giants won those two Super Bowls based on their defensive line, right? Mm-hmm. Like they based they they did it based on like quarterback pressure. Well, all, that Tom second Brady one was that Mario Manningham catch on the sideline because Julian Edelman was uh, was covering him. That it was, was still that, that defense, though. So that defense was that sure. But what jam. got him what got him to the show was the fact that they could they could uh, rush the quarterback, and then when they were able to put Tom Brady under pressure, which it turned as it turns out is the only thing. You can really do to an elite quarterback to make and make him not beat yep. you in a game, and and it worked out. It was a perfect storm. I wonder at like you know it's a, well you guys often talk about the Bears. You know, like the Bears have never had a good quarterback, but the Bears have always had a good defense. I wonder if they're starting to develop a franchise identity that's this. You know, it's like you're a Giants lineman. A Giants lineman has won the Giants a Super Bowl. You know, like this kind of championship DNA yep. topic is is a real thing. I'm not saying the New York Giants are going to go on to win the Super Bowl, but you can get buy-in from from a team based on yeah they don't have Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin anymore, Mike. But shit, man, I mean it wasn't that long ago. Let's just you get know, there. You say, let's exactly. just get let's there. Let's just get there. Let's You're just a New get York there. Giants yeah. lineman, and yeah. and you play in the city of New York, and you it, it matters that you are part of this identity. Can you pull more out of your athletes? If you're in a franchise like that, I guess is my question. So, so to go to that point where Bobby just said, just get there, Bobby, I don't, I don't think that that's your uh, mentality, but we'll get there. And also who would have known that Joe judge was the best head coach in the bill Belichick coaching tree. Uh, but Rayshon, you kind of got a little fired up there on, on a couple of those <laughs> points. And, and I, I, I know I'm passing over you, Bobby, it's on purpose. I want to go, <laughs> I want to go over to Rayshon. Cause right. Ray, you got a little fired up there, especially on, my point talking about the giants uh over the eagles today and and all that so i i kind of want to get your your thoughts on all this yeah i mean well so now so the the eagles are what three five and one now yeah they have three and a half record yeah so yeah so so, i mean i think that if they still show up to play then they're still going to be the best team in that division um i mean i guess it's cute that the giants have been better the last few weeks great (laughs) bravo awesome Round of applause, Joe Judge. <laughs> Funny how a guy named Joe is rapping for another guy named Joe, right? Let you be the judge of that. So I see what I did there. But <laughs> Ray, they were 0 6 four weeks ago, is what I'm saying. Hey, no, that's what yeah. I'm awesome. That's great. That's that's that is beautiful. I'm I'm glad to see how he has got them to be the three and seven. They they are on the way. You know, Daniel Jones didn't trip as he ran to the end zone. Awesome. That is phenomenal. Um, but I do think game. that, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he's, he's okay. Like he's, he's all right. But, um, like Mike said, you lost Saquon Barkley. Like to me, that's the guy that makes that team go. Cause you know, Danny dimes as they've coined that nickname for him down there. Like he's not dropping dimes. He's, you know, he's, he's not going to drop dimes. He's doing, he, he, if anything, he looks like Danny, uh, Danny NASCAR. Cause he wants to run every damn where. So, um, 
That's what he's doing. So listen. They, well, your point. Your like, point is, like, I think that he's not. He's not about to revolutionize the quarterback. Yeah, it, it, he's, it, it, he scrambled it, it, a couple exactly. times, right? Co- yeah, correct, okay. correct. And you know, um, Bobby, we're gonna come to you next, man. But it's just like I think that um, Philly, Philly should still win. And you know, matter, matter of fact, no, Philly will win that division. And I'm I'm pretty sure that the Giants will win more than one or two games. Of- the NFC East, we're spending more time on them than they have wins. First of all, and also, <laughs> <laughs> and also. The, the the Giants the Giants were are three and one since Saquon went down. All right, so I, I I do think that this is a great coaching job for Judge. I just think that it really doesn't matter who comes out of that division because it's going to be the first division in the history of the NFL where the division winner is legitimately upset that they won the division because they're going to go from a top ten pick to a twenty eighth. I don't, I don't know. I honestly, I really don't know if I agree with that, Bobby, because I was, uh, you know, the, the championship rewrap, um, link to it in the show notes. Um, the, as I like to call it, the championship rewrap sh- starring everybody, but Dave, uh, I was listening to it and, coming. You, guys, You're coming. and you guys, uh, you guys made a great point is that Bill Belichick, you know, I mean, I know this is the, becomes the Bill Belichick show sometimes, but the guy's a great, uh, coach and, and it's important to talk about. He used to be able to, uh, I forget who said it, but he used to be able to um, fire up his team by saying, you're not the expected winner. You're not the favorite. So here comes uh, post lawyer Malloy. You're the new guys. Get everybody in, get everybody bought in. Who's going to be the, the, the winner? Who's going who's gonna to prove the media wrong? Who's going to prove these people wrong? That's the case in the NFC East right now. It doesn't matter what your record is. You can be a playoff, a playoff contender. You just have to get to the dance, man. You just yes. have to get to the show. I, I've really never heard you be so much of a hype man, and I'm I'm so jacked up right now. And I, I and I'll go back to you, but you're you're absolutely right because kind of going uh, arguing with with Mike's point and going with your point as you're one of you is on the left of me, one of you is on the right on the camera. It's like the Brady Bunch. Um, but to, to go along with your, to go along with your point, Dave, it's, it's, it's great because I was, when Mike said it at first, I was like, yeah, you know, that would kind of suck. But then I'm thinking back to what Rayshon said about the Seahawks against the saints. And you think back to those 2007 giants. And if we think of it from a sports point of view, like wasn't 2007, almost like a, a perfect season for the NFL in a lot of ways, you have a perfect almost. team going into the super bowl. I know Craig, uh... I, this is what happens when I see you. Uh, you have a perfect team going into the Super Bowl and you have an eight and eight Giants team in the Super Bowl. And then you get you get kind of the, the king of the NFL knocked off and the Giants, who are one of the storied franchises in the NFL. Uh, nine and seven, not eight and eight. Sorry, nine, nine and seven. Thank, thank you, Bobby, for correcting me on my NFC East trivia. <laughs> Got you from from fourteen years ago. Uh, the, pe- the people have to know we know what we're talking about. Yeah. No, no, you're right. No, you're right. And, and I, and I <laughs> especially when it is- comes to my shitty NFC East. For those of you watching and, and listening, this is why we have six of us to keep everybody accountable. It's not because we, we don't know what we're talking about. It's just to keep us all accountable. But Dave, it's kind of, it's so much hype because you're right. Like when you get that bad team and then on, on wildcard weekend, you get a seven and nine team beating up on a 13 and three, number three seed. Like that's kind of fun. That's hundred so percent because, because you know what it is in, in all sports, not just the NFL, the NFL is really good at it. You know, they have a WWE streak in them as far as this. But the key word is narrative. 
Narrative is something that people buy into. People write down to somebody on a team. If you if you're on the D line, if you're the if you're the defensive line coach in the New York Giants, or you're the or you're the quarterback coach on the Philadelphia Eagles, you can go. Here's the narrative. Here's what they're telling you doesn't work. But you're still a playoff team. The, your only job is to have a better record than the other three teams in in your little tiny division. That's your only job. If you achieve that, then you have a chance to do it at, do it all. When the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, by the way, I hope we move on to them a little bit later, I'm hype on right now. I, I know I live in a Pittsburgh Steelers household, and, and you know those who are friends of the show know that, but I'm hype on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. When the Pittsburgh Steelers went and won that first Super Bowl in our era, they were a wild card team. And their big thing when they went into the, to that year 11 and 5 was their narrative. Everything that they were told was, yeah, you guys are a great franchise and all, but like you're not it. You're not the team. You know, you can tell whoever wins the NFC East that they still have a shot. You did what you need to do. You did your job. Does anyone remember that phrase? You know, you can you can pull that and put it on any other team and say you can do it. You know, you you got yourself to the dance. You can make the play. Whether that's the six nine and one Eagles or the uh, seven and one uh, six nine and one Eagles or the seven and nine Giants, I'm not putting any of my hard earned money on an NFC East team winning the Super Bowl. But it's fun to say out loud on this show. I mean, I feel like I've, I've had some time to think about it, right? And because it's our first show, I'm asking for a take mulligan. I want my initial take uh, to be not counted because now that I've had time to think about it. I, I talked do, you out of it. Is that what you're yeah, saying? You, I talked you, you out of it. You were great because when you think, <laughs> when you really think about it, right, you see the Giants play the Bucks. Do you right. think? Do you think the Bucks ever want to play the Giants in the playoffs? Because I, right. I, I, no. I don't think that they do. And no, I think that you're Why? Because Tom, Tom Brady's Brady their Bucks. quarterback. Yeah. Tom Brady's their quarterback, and that's right. in his head. So I think that uh, that franchise this, DNA matters. I, I think uh, allowing more teams in will uh, lead to a better uh, viewing experience. There will be some some bad teams that get in, but I think all in all, it, it is better. Um, so uh, I was wrong already. <laughs> Thirty minutes in, I was wrong. It's a new, it's a new podcast, new mic. That's right. This Missing is the first the time you've been Sorry, wrong, Mike Marcangelo. <laughs> you, you've been wrong about the Lions so far too. Now, to, to Mike's point, before we switch gears here, is that um, uh, you, uh, some leagues have that figured out, right? Like the NHL has that figured out. We saw that the LA Kings win a Stanley Cup as the eight seed in the West. That's fun. That that stuff is fun to watch. If the NFL can replicate that and the NFL cannot dilute their rosters and their product, it's going to be awesome to see a seven seed in the East or I'm sorry, a seven seed in the AFC go on to win a Super Bowl. I also think that that's the most comparable sport that you just mentioned there. I think that in the NHL, right? It just takes a goalie to get hot. That's, that's, I mean, that's literally literally it. And everything else will fall into place in the NFL. It takes a defense, a a defensive line or a quarterback just to say, you know what, this is on me and they can lead their teams to the Super Bowl. So yeah, you know what? I'm all for it. I guess every team should be in the playoffs. We're coming. We're coming back to this from the Patriots, right? Uh, yeah. Well, we we're gonna get to we're gonna get to a couple of questions that were posed to us. So, uh, we'll we're gonna touch on some of the games going on here in Week Ten. Um, we know we we've kind of uh, jumped off and and done some other things here, releasing the rewrap for the 2003 New England Patriots, which you can find uh, wherever you listen to podcasts right now. Just search "Missing the Point." You can find that hosted by Bob Kelly. He does a great job with those. Uh, we we really enjoyed. 
um, talking about the 2003 New England Patriots, which I think talking about it, we all agree was one of the best Patriots teams uh, in, in their run of Super Bowls at 14 and two. Sorry, I'd, the, love, the, I'd, lo- I'd love to jump in there, Joe. Just just as a, as a, as a listener, because uh, again, the only one of a, of of our really close knit <laughs> group here that didn't make the reram cut. No, I'm just kidding. Um, not a Patriots fan, didn't make He's it. Bobby, Bobby apparently was a Patriots fan for like eight minutes, so he gets to host the Patriots fan podcast, but. Um, until I, they I won three that. Super Bowls in a row, just, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, I don't like this whole." They, Super Bowl they never won three in a row. Just as Two a small plug, um, just as a small plug for the rewrap, I did listen to it obviously because I'm on this show. And uh, if you ever want to learn about like the eighth safety on on the New England Patriots in 2003, <laughs> you need to, you need to listen to this podcast because this is a group of guys that remembers the roster of the new England Patriots. And we'll talk about like the blood type of a guy you've never heard of. O negative. Yeah. I mean, they really know their stuff. If you really want to learn about the new England Patriots in 2003 and, and Ray kept pointing on this in, in the rewrap, if you're 25 or below and you've only kind of heard stories about the 2003 new England Patriots, and you want to kind of know where your why your team is legit, why your franchise is the best franchise in the last 20 years, I highly recommend the championship rewrap because they, they really, they really go into detail. And one of my favorite points and I'll, and I'll, and I'll save it after this. Um, Bill Belichick wasn't Bill Belichick before 2003. And we learned that in that podcast and they make a great point about that. They really talk about it. I, I learned so much in, in retrospect, listening to this. And uh, if anybody is, is curious about the history of the NFL, if you're curious about the history of the franchise, I highly recommend it. I know I'm biased, but I really do believe in this in this podcast. So go listen. Can I pose a huge question here? Has Dave ever been no. this much of a hype man for any of it? Like Dave's in a great it. mood today. It's, the, it's it. the name change. It's, it's the, the name, name change. change. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's it. That's what we'll go with. New pod, um, new us. So, so, so now that we we've talked about the NFC East uh, for 35 minutes, let's move to the NFC South and and talk about our old friend Tom Brady up here in New England and talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, who were absolutely railroaded last week by New Orleans. Um, and I, Ray and I kind of talked about this a little bit. And and Ray, this was so much. It was it was all right. So I have to make a I have to preface this because I think I said about a half a dozen times once to Craig's face in person today. F Tom Brady. And I said it like that. EFF, not, not, not the whole word F Tom Brady. And it's not because yeah, he plays like poop sometimes, Joe. Yeah, he does I mean? play like poop <laughs> sometimes. Partly it was because of fantasy football implications where he ran the ball in for a touchdown on the one yard line. And, and, and Rojo was in the backfield, Ronald Jones. Uh, and he could have just handed it off to him and got me points, but you know, no big deal. Good thing. Thank goodness for that 98 yard touchdown run the longest in Tampa Bay Buccaneers history. Um, and the second longest in Tom Brady's career, uh, only behind the 99 yard touchdown pass to Julian Edelman. What's um, Okay. They're the same guy. It doesn't matter. Have you ever seen them both in the same room? Don't answer that. So the, the Tampa Bay. So, but, but, and I don't mean that as a Patriots fan, I really, I I've, I've always appreciated what Tom Brady did as a quarterback, as a, a, a person here in new England for this franchise from an entertainment standpoint, bringing six Super Bowls to new England. But right now, this guy is playing out of his mind 
And I, I'm I'm gonna throw this out there because this might be my hot take of the day because I've been hot on Josh McDaniels being a, a lot of the issues with the Patriots offense lately, and we're gonna get into this later. But uh, this is going back to the Tampa game today. Regardless of how Tom Brady has played this season, it was a lot of fun being a Patriots fan watching him get absolutely railroaded by the New Orleans Saints last week. I loved every second of it, and they were zero and one with Antonio Brown back on the roster. So, so hey, hey, bad. hang on, hang this on, this is bad, dude. Like you, you don't act like you don't want to be this type of Patriots. Okay, fan. no, 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 but, but, he's, uh, but, but I'm not. But I'm saying. not this type he's of Patriots saying. fan. I'm an NFL. So I'm an NFL fan. But hang on. I just said I love funny, Tom Brady. It? Thank you for bringing me six Super Bowls. He's not here anymore, but let no, me finish my that's not what you're saying. Let me let me finish my thought by saying Tom Brady was a lot of the glue that was holding this organization and this franchise together in New England. And now that he's gone, now that he's gone, look what's going on. But I, we're not even talking to the page about the Patriots yet, so now we're going to let me okay. Let's drag all our dirty laundry out in yeah, front of all of our right listening now. fan base then. So, as you as you as loyal listeners know, we have a little bit of a group chat. We're all very good friends. We all really like love and care about each other. Don't worry. But and uh, one of the biggest points of contention is that uh, Rayshon and Joe are diehard Patriots fans, much like Mike and, and Craig. But on this point, they're diehard Patriots fans to the point where they are sorry, boys. Uh, That's not their- true. Getting That's their fucking feelings hurt by by <laughs> sorry for swearing on the live show, but getting their feelings hurt by this Patriots season to the point where I'm hearing stuff like this. Tom, it's great to see Tom Brady railroaded. He's your guy. Was what, 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 was he's I, not I, here I, anymore? No, Joe Joe kills him. I'm the one that's been on there saying, remember, actually, Beverly, you could listen to someone to sound bites that Craig puts together the best producer in the game. When I said 20 touchdowns... He's on Twitter. He's not listening to you. <laughs> that, that's fine. He, he can retweet this when it comes out. But when I said 20 touchdowns to four... I picks, do my job. You guys do yours. Exactly. <laughs> you know, well, I'm doing mine right now by plugging, by giving you credit. But um, twenty. when I said 20 touchdowns to four picks and I said ball game and I said he's tearing their ass up, like, guess what? Now that's over 2,700 okay, yards. Okay, fair. 23 fair. touchdowns, seven picks. Fair to not fair to not lump you in. Joe Malkin has been waiting to hate Tom Brady since. I, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. That's that's not the, true. The, the, because, the Peyton no. Manning, the Peyton Manning fan in the Patriots fan base. But that's that's not true because I have always said, and Craig can back me up on this because, as we've mentioned before the show and during the show, I am friends with Craig outside of the show, outside of work. Um, I have always. <laughs> you guys know they were friends. Always better. Bobby, you're just jealous. Uh, I have always, you're just jealous that you're not as good of friends with Craig as I am. That, that um, is true. I, I have always been the Plenty one that to go says, around, boys. Oh my God. Get your mic out of there. Get, I have always been the one to say that Tom Brady did great things here. I, I loved what he did here. I'm so happy he was here and did what he did. But I was always the one that said I wasn't a big fan of him. I, I okay. I've never been the well, biggest okay. fan of Tom Brady. Let, let's let's go down to that, right? Because we all understand this point. When when you're a sports fan, if we're going to go meta here, you, you're often fa- a fan of a franchise, which is kind of ludicrous in and of itself, right? It's it's based on your geographic location, like what they've done, whatever. Okay, like not to bring down the whole house of cards, but what makes you love a franchise often? The the players that reflect what you love about the game in the team. So. If Tom wasn't that for you, Joe, like that's okay. Because Tom was never the kind of quarterback that that displayed 
a, a love of the game type of thing. It was all about system. It was all about business. Uh, it was uh, business. It was all about and 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 honestly, Belichick. Uh, the receivers need to hit their spot when they're told to. Right, like get 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 where you need to be. Right. So we're in the off season. We we're all talking. There, it's it's on record. You know, we're we're, on, we're we do a podcast. There's audio of this. Who's going to be the winner of this, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Let's not overreact to Tom Brady doing okay when Bill Belichick is is having a little bit of a tough time. The at the end of the day, Tom Brady's a good to great quarterback when he's Absolutely. throwing the ball on the field. Okay, the Best reason why he's going to get goat status this is unarguable. The reason why he's going to get goat status, the reason why he's where he is, is because he participated in a franchise that had genius behind it with Bill Belichick, right? And, and I've always been married to that point. Tom Brady doing well with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is no surprise. He has a ton of weapons over right. there. He has a ton of weapons over there. Don't take pleasure in them losing a game because there is a good chance that he goes on to win a seventh Super Bowl. There is a good chance of that. Okay, Just to follow up on that, I, I said before the season started that I didn't think they were going to win a Super Bowl and that that wasn't vindictive, That but... You've changed your mind though a little bit, right? A, a little bit, uh, absolutely, a little bit. But but, but the, um, yes, we can say that I'm the second mind you have changed tonight. So you only have Craig, Bobby, and Rayshon left. <laughs> You're in good company, and maybe dude. yourself. I'm not right, even going right? to try with Rayshon. <laughs> yeah, he's the most stubborn of all of us. I'm that's not that. Yeah, high, let's yeah. bring up the Celtics and see so how wait, much wait, I wait, can wait. change we're, his mind. We're gonna we're gonna get there. <laughs> get, give it another 18 minutes or so. But Dave, I I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. I I think. What I'm trying to say is there were there were times, and we've seen it already in two rewraps, right, where the Patriots have had bad losses with Tom Brady as quarterback and, and in the hangover. We, we saw that Tom Brady had bad losses. I think to me, and put put me on the couch here and ask me about my feelings. I, I think I think what what it is here is that he lost to a New Orleans team that he probably shouldn't have lost to by a large margin. And that was that was a, the entire Tampa Bay's. I, I hate to keep interrupting, and, I, and I'm sorry for this, but I did say pre in our, in our pre in our preview show that that is still always going to be the New Orleans division, and that divisional games are important to point out. Divisional games. Tom Brady came into that franchise battle being experienced, beating up the Bills, the the Dolphins, and the Jets. Going into a Drew Brees franchise was. Uh, a Drew Brees division was always going to be difficult to him. And it was going to be, it was inevitable for him to lose to the saints twice. Was it embarrassing for him to get beat up that way? Yes. Was it, and correct me if I'm wrong, boys, but was that the worst loss Tom Brady's ever taken? Yes, mm -hmm. yes it, was. it was. But it uh, doesn't make it a little bit better that Drew Brees handed him that loss. It totally well, uh, does. Uh, yeah. Drew Brees, instead of, uh, of, you know, instead Chad of Eli Pennington, Manning, for God's sake, Eli you know Manning. what I mean? Like <laughs> sure. he's taken more embarrassing losses in his career already. Nick Foles. I want to ask a question because I feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're being around the bush, right? So, yes, great. They beat him twice. And, you know, we were a lot – not just not just Joe. There's a lot of people, either you're listening to this, you will Don't want me in with pink hats. And don't, don't no, do it. No, not the pink hats. <laughs> Why am I doing this, sir? Let, let me – class is still in session. <laughs> I got you. So, no, this, this, this is what I mean. A lot of people was hyped off a week nine win. And, once again, the, two, the New Orleans Saints won a Super Bowl in 2009, right? Everyone, you can fact check that they beat them. You know, the, the, the memorable play is Tracy Porter running down the sideline at the picking off number 18. It was a beautiful moment. I'll never forget it. They have not done much in 10 years. 
They haven't done much. So I'm excuse me if I'm not getting hype off a week nine win. Was it was it dominant pure domination? Absolutely. Talk to me in January when they may be the only ones chilling in the Super Bowl in the Superdome and Tom Brady's in Tampa saying, Hey, I have a chance to get number seven, and they're on the couch watching it just like the sex of us. So just chill, sit back. They're now seven and three. There's nobody. There's nobody in the NFC that. There's nobody in the NFC that wants to face him come playoff time. I'm telling you that right now. So I, I could care less about a week nine win. I don't care what happens at week twelve. If and, and matter of fact, Craig Craig told us earlier in, in the show during in in, uh, in the Zoom chat, Breeze just went out with a with an injury. Yeah, he just went out with a rib injury. With an injury. So guess what? All them Saints fans that was talking crazy that y'all watching this right now. Once again, it sucks that he went down with an injury, but things can change very quickly. And I promise you, number 12 is not someone you want to see come playoff time because he's going to beat y'all ass. He's going to be somebody else that. Uh, but same point, same point that, we we're making earlier, happen. Ray. Same point we we're making earlier. Just got to get to just got to get to the playoffs. Right. And, 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 and everything's and wide open right now. Everything is wide o- right now. open right now. That right now. You don't want to see that problem. I'm going to I'm going to do. I'm, I got to pull a mic here and slow down. Okay. <laughs> Right, what you're saying almost it validates my feelings towards Tom Brady a little bit more in that all it is is the fact that he did so much here. And I'm not upset that he left. Everyone knew he was gone. Exactly. I told I told everyone. Yes, you that are. I knew. You just haven't Sounds unpacked like it. it yet with your therapist. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're like the most upset that he left. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. But 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 I but but I knew it was coming. I called it. I said it. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the it biggest doesn't make thing it hurt any less. Well, buddy. but it's maybe be okay. I was. We're here for you. Maybe I was more of a fan of him than I ever thought I I was. But hang on, I want to go to Bobby because Bobby has been trying to jump in here now. Now that Rayshon has taught us something, uh, Bobby, <laughs> hop in. Yeah, so so not not to follow Mr. B's lesson over here, okay? <laughs> but so the the thing I want to point out about that game last week is I don't think that that was an image of who the Buccaneers are. They didn't show up from that game to start with. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have a game plan. They were third and nine, third and eleven for their first four possessions. By the time they even realized they were playing football, it was already twenty-one to nothing. So that game is they're they're done. You know what I mean? Especially against the way the New Orleans team was playing last week. That game was over so fast. Ray, I know you asked me, uh, is this game over? You asked me that. You asked us all that right in the second quarter. I said no. I was definitely wrong. That game was. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, early, I was man. too. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It got, it got early pretty quickly. So shout out to Yogi Berra. But, yeah. you know, it's just like, man, but it, it was. But then he comes back today, you know, since we're going to talk about week 10 stuff too. He yep, comes back today and they drop. 46 Yeah, on a team that scored 31 on Kansas City last week. So it's not like, well, oh, it was just the well, Carolina Panthers. Don't, no. do NF- <laughs> don't, don't, don't do NFL math this week because – No, no, but don't do NFL math this season because, you know, the, the Bears have beaten teams. The Bears beat the Bucks. You know what I mean? Like, uh, th- there's teams that have beaten other teams that shouldn't have. It's a weird season. The, the NFL is getting – the NFL is getting their parity. One last point. Can we just point out how fast Joe went vindictive against Tom Brady just because <laughs> he left and he sees them being successful and how much shit I get for being vindictive against the Patriots when you just did the same exact I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell thing. you something right now, Bobby. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't want to be one of Joe Malkin's ex-girlfriends because he really comes after you. <laughs> Bro. Fact. Listen, Fact. listen. Leave him. Hey, I've been married for four years. You mean listen. to tell me. I've been married. You mean, you're telling policy. me. Joe you're literally just said he got pleasure. Life. 
he got pleasure out of seeing Tom Brady get railroaded, right? But there, I'm a That's troll. It. I'm a troll because I get pleasure out of the Patriots Wait a minute. getting railroaded. That's not a troll. That's not a troll. <laughs> the guy was here for 20 years, and I'm a Patriots fan. I always have been yeah, since right. day it's one. I've been here for 32 years. Whether, whether he's here or not. No, you, you know you know what it is, too? Because it's just, just like how Joe feels about Tom Brady is how Mike feels about Doc Rivers, right? You know, Doc Rivers leaves. He probably didn't like how Doc left Boston. Doc goes to the Clippers. There's Lob City. Blake Griffin's the By the way, Doc did not leave great. Boston. We wanted him he out. He didn't leave Boston. He yeah, was no, traded no. from Boston. Because he, was, he said, but, no, but, no, 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 but Dave, to fit Mike's narrative, he walked, he left because he didn't right, want right, to. Right, right. So to fit Mike's narrative, you know, he walked or just, away. Or just, or, or just the facts. Like, if you want to, like, yell over each other, that's. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me. Let me do me do me a favor. Do me a favor. Let me ask you guys a question. The Patriots fans in the room. Let me ask you guys a question. When you look at a at a Tom Brady, let me pose you a hypothetical. There is no other player like him, so we have to look at Tom Brady. Sure. So he goes and wins a seventh Super Bowl. Okay. What are you gonna What are you gonna say about Tom Brady as a not as a as an NFL fan? Because as an NFL fan, I already think he's the goat. As an NFL fan, as as somebody who loves greatness, I already think he's the goat. If he wins seven, I not only do I think he's the goat, I think that he's never going to be top across across all, all across all, all sports. sports it, it, no question, World, it, it, it's possibly a, worldwide. Yeah, a Oh no, a hundred percent, hundred percent worldwide. Because obviously, listen, we're we're all all of us that are Patriots fans on here, and those that are listening, you know, we're. We're taught to be fans of the team, not the player, right? Um, but obviously, you know, you you just can't help but n- put the two together when it came to Tom. And some people have gone and you know ran down to Tampa Bay on I ninety five with him. I get that. That's fine. You know, you know that's uh, Tate's his own. But Those aren't real fans, if, though. By they, the way, they, they, they're not. They're not. They're not. But if 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 he wins number seven, whether it be this year or next year. Um, he's undoubtedly the best to ever do it. To me, he already is. The, it just it just further cements his legacy. And to me, it, like I say it, it continues to speak of his greatness. Like um, I was always to me like a 60-40 Brady bill. And like I said, this was just this was just cement that. So um, I'm not gonna. But what I am gonna say is, I, and I'm you know I've called out Robert Kraft in our group chat. We know, but for different reasons. Um, but I would definitely call him up because listen, you're the owner. So your Bill's not the owner, you are. So if you still believe that Tommy, if Tommy still has something left in the tank, then you make sure that Tommy has what he has in order for you to get number seven, for you to still be the best franchise of all time, and for you to continue dominance. We are the San, we are the San Antonio Spurs. I take uh, th- that that's something we've talked about before. And Ray, usually you and I are on the same, at least close to the same side on these things. But on that one right there. They won a Super Bowl after the relationship between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady soured. He was gone after 2019, regardless. Kraft, Kraft being right, Kraft being right that one to. time doesn't mean that Bill Belichick didn't make all the calls that he made. I'll give you some insight about the fact. I know because I, I actually spoke to a close guy personal that, friend of Robert Kraft. Ray Sean no, 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 not, no, not, not, not Robert Kraft. So, um, I won't say the person's name because the person, even though they're not listening, but um, there was a guy that was on the team when they lost to Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. And I was working down in Miami. And, you know, so I, I was like, yo, I said, like, you know, you worked on the Patriots. And, um, you know, I, I said, uh, you know, I said, how was it during this year? Like, you know, what I said, I said, what happened? I said, if you could speak into the particulars. He said, Brady walked into the office, went up to Kraft and said, it's either him or me. And I'm, I said, what? He was like, yeah. He says either me or him. So 
you know, in 2017, okay, you chose Brady then. You can continue to choose a player because that guy has proven it time and time again. Yes, coaches coach, but players play. And everybody was coming here because they want to play with 12. It wasn't because they want to play for Bill. They wanted to come play with Tom Brady nope. because they knew he was going to get the ball. Not the I, case. Untrue. Untrue. Ab, ab, no, no, no. Absolutely. That, the that, case. That's absolutely the case. And this and this every day, not we're not talking 2003, but Ronnie Harrison was a Bill guy and a Sante. I'm talking about right now in the last five or six years, players were coming here, whether it's Daryl Revis, whether it was um Reggie Wayne was Reggie, one of the Reggie, best yeah. receivers in the okay. NFL and okay. Okay. Let me ask, let me ask you a very simple question then. Let me ask you a very okay. simple question. If, if that's true, where was his receiving core in the last year that he played in New England? But that, that's 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 on that's on Belichick the GM, and that's on no, Brown. no, it's on it's on Belichick when it's convenient, right? Because if they were coming here to play with Tom Brady, who's, who's drafting they, them? Tim Tom. It doesn't matter. No, that's, but that's the point. That just saying, no, you're making the same the point. point. The point is, if they're coming here and play with Tom, they should be coming to catch passes from Tom Brady. Where the Where's the receiving core? Where are they? They should be catching passes for Cam Newton right now because they all should have shown up for Tom Brady. To that point, why do you think he ended up going to Tampa Bay that has Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, who's who's up and coming? Um, they have that, that's um, Adam. Who's who's the other who's Chris the other Godwin. receiver? Chris, Chris Godwin, Godwin, OJ uh, Howard. Then, then OJ, well, they traded, didn't they trade OJ? No, Howard? no, no. He's he's still there. Cam Cameron Brady. Yeah, right, yeah. Why do you think Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement and got the Patriots to trade him, and then Tom Brady talked Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians what, uh, into signing Antonio what you, Brown? What, you, what exactly are you because, saying? That was a Rob Gronkowski mastermind. He was cut by Bill Belichick. No, no, he no, retired. No, 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 no. He, he retired. retired. But, but, but Bill Belichick had the choice to have him on the team. He said, I'll catch passes for Tom Brady or no one. No, no, he no. He said, no. I'll catch passes for Hang Tom on. Brady or no one. You're no, you're right. Hang on, Bobby. You're you're absolutely right. He said I'll catch passes from Tom Brady or no one. Bill but had Rob, the choice to have Gronk and Bill and uh, sorry, Gronk and Tom no, still in no, New England, and he no. chose not to have that combination. No, he didn't. Rob Gronkowski oh. didn't want to play for Bill Belichick anymore because no, the medical staff, no, no, because no, the no, medical no, no, staff no. in the organization screwed Rob Gronkowski because on multiple occasions with his injuries, he went to second and third opinions from doctors outside of the New England Patriots because he felt as though. It was convenient for Bill Belichick. Your point. We're, we're, I'm sorry. What's your, what's, your, what's your theory here that that Bill Belichick <laughs> is fabricating medical claims against no, Rob no, no. Gronkowski because nope. he doesn't want him on the team? No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. That he wanted <laughs> Rob Gronkowski to come back and play injured. That he wanted Rob Gronkowski to come back oh. and play before if, he was uh, ready to if, play. If there's just a chance that we can just kind of get this thing back on uh, on the rails here, here's <laughs> I, I, I want to answer a couple of the things that you just that you just laid out. Thank God, Mike just came. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so Gronk uh, was almost going to be traded to the Lions in 2018. You you are correct, Dave. He said, "If you trade me, I'll retire." So he stayed. Okay, but then he retired the next year and said he's only going to come back to play with Tom. But that aside. I think now, if to, to your original question uh, four and a half minutes ago, if <laughs> if Brady wins the Super Bowl in, in Tampa Bay, obviously he's the greatest of all time, and I, I and I don't think there's anything else that he can do that will that will raise that, and there's certainly nothing that he can do that will that that will restrict that in my mind. What it will do is it will damn the Patriots though, because you had the guy, and you let him go, you and 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 it was not. Uh, I don't think it was overly malicious. I think Bill, as the GM, has always had this theory that the only time that they've ever won Super Bowls was when they had a really good defensive squad. Because when they sold out for um, hold on, when they sold out for offense in 2007, they didn't do anything. 2011, they got there, they didn't do anything. So, yes. so 
it's more damning. I, I just think it's more damning to Bill and, and Robert Kraft for letting him go uh, than, than it is good that Tom Brady does it. Uh, okay, but we're, we're not – because Tom Brady's won a few games and the Patriots have lost a few games does not – don't, no. And by the way, I, no, I, I think you're focusing on that because of how I presented this. No, topic but, the no, but this season doesn't change. No, I'm, no I'm, I want to respond to Mike's point. Regardless let, let of how the end. Patriots finish, this, regardless of how the Patriots finish this year, it, it doesn't change that entity. No, I know. But let me get to the end because I, again, you guys have put me in a position to defend the New England Patriots, which is like <laughs> not where I want to be. It's on but purpose. Th- think about this. We're only at where we're at. Okay. When it, when, Tom Brady inevitably, like we're we're talking like a five percent chance of Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl this year. Yes, it's wide open. Yes, all the things we've said is true. But okay, maybe a little higher because he, because he's Tom Brady, like on paper, sure. But if he doesn't, and Bill Belichick decides to draft a defensive player um, in a, in a very defensive upcoming draft and build a new defense and long term win a championship with the defense wins championships mentality with a, a quarterback like Cam Newton or something along those lines, Bill Belichick is playing the long game guys. You, you can't decide who wins this uh, based on the first nine or 10 games of the, of the first season after they've split up. Like if Bill, so Bill's running out of time, right? He, he has to draft the defense and have a reasonable. What do you mean he's gonna live forever? What's what's the well, what, what's, he, how, what's yeah, the but he doesn't want to be Marv yeah. Levy, and he yeah, no. That. So so I but I, so those hoodies are only getting bigger, guys. He's gonna be there for the next ten years. Don't worry. I, I think if Bill wins with without Tom, it 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 is it, it means more for Bill than it means for Tom because of where he went because he went to such a good situation on offense. Now he can't control the defense, but like if he goes there and wins with all those weapons, and it's a and and. and I, I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you to the point where it just, just a little bit the opposite where it's, it means more to Bill's point. If you can't win with offensive weapons, do you know what I mean? Like if Tom Brady goes in and he can't win with all the weapons that he was asking Bill to supply him, then Bill's correct. And that's the exact kind of thing that Bill Belichick loves to be right about. So I would, n- I would not bet against him. Go ahead, Bobby. I feel like it. I feel like what it comes down to, though, is the Patriots knew coming into this year, even before last year, and Bill already said it this season that they were going to be in salary cap hell for the next few years because they sold out for those Super Bowls. Brady almost left after that Eagles Super Bowl because he already knew this. So I don't think it's something where he left the team because of this, because of that. It was a thing where he knew there was no chance. If he stayed in New England, they were going to be able to put the kind of team around him to win him another Super Bowl. Going to be able to? Going to be able to? Going to be able to, yes. And or, I, I, or choosing I, not because, to. Because the only way I see it right now for the Patriots to actually get back to a point where they were is to build that through the draft. And Brady's not going to sit around and watch a team build something through the draft. That's just not who he is at this point. If he was 32, maybe. But he's not. He's 43. The Patriots need a few draft classes to come in here because free agents aren't going to do it because they just don't have the money. So let me pose a question here to, to Bobby's point. And, and this goes for everybody because now we've, we've gotten on the Patriots train. And like Mike said, we've, we've gone way off. But before I do that, <laughs> we're entering into the second hour of the Sunday night sport trap. So I do want to reset. Let's all take a deep breath. Take a sip of your drink. Um, and, and uh, you know, let's let's get back to it. We've now fired up Rayshon. We've fired up Dave. Dave was our hype man. I don't know. That. that was did great. Dave leave or is he still here? Cause I can't see him. Um, we, he's here in spirit. Oh, okay. 
So we we've we fired up Rayshon, uh, which I did. I fired up Dave. Uh, Bobby has actually been the most level-headed in this conversation, which Crazy. is amazing. It's because the Cowboys aren't playing this it week, is. Bobby. Um, and we, we've done it. Th- this has been a great first hour. We, we do have a couple of questions to pose here. As we enter the, the second hour, we do want to welcome you. Uh, and if you're just listening to us now, we <laughs> Jesus. Well, I feel like for the Sunday. Hang on. Hang on. So. The Sunday Night Sports Wrap, uh, I'm Joe Malkin, Rayshon Buchanan, Mike Marcangelo, Craig D'Alessandro, our EP, uh, Bob Kelly, and, and Dave Clark from the left coast. Um, we, we are under our new name as Missing the Point, uh, hosting the Sunday Night Sports Wrap as we do once a month, uh, usually on the second Sunday of the month for two hours to go back to our roots of our, our college days where we were on WGAO 88.3, not a sponsor. And uh, I, I just want to let you guys know that if you don't follow us yet on Instagram, it's at underscore missing the point on Twitter at underscore MTP podcast. And if you're watching us on Facebook, you already know this, but if you're listening to this after the fact, facebook.com slash missing the points, our website, MTP show or www.mtpshow.com. And uh, we all are wearing our t-shirts today. Missing the point. Big uh, Craig, turn around for the for the folks at home. Big MTP on the back, and I want to say thank you to a little bit of heart, my wife's company, uh, for providing these shirts uh, for us. And and uh, guys, it's been a great first hour once again to say it for the for the third time here. And um, we've we've turned Dave from our hype man into the into the uh, protagonist of of the. Well, no, Dave, Dave's just a better heel. I mean, he's just a better heel. He's not a good baby face. And I I, I love you, but you just, you just aren't. You, you are a better heel. He's a great villain. That's the best way I've ever been called an asshole in my whole life, Mike. Thank you so much. <laughs> Mike has always been great at that. So let, let's Mike, pose Mike's a natural heel too. So, so yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> let's pose a couple questions here. Now that we've talked about this whole this whole conversation of Tom Brady with the Patriots and 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 every, and now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that entire situation, and I, I think we could really go in and dissect that entire um, uh, the psychology behind all of it. Because Dave, I I agree with you one hundred percent, and I'm I'm gonna kind of cut this here, but I agree with you one hundred percent that Bill Belichick does things when it's convenient for him. But I think that goes into the decisions. Uh, behind Tom Brady. We all know he never wanted to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's a whole nother conversation for the last half hour that we're going to get into when we go into the uh, Sunday night and Monday night football games. But two questions I really want to pose to you guys here. Um, just from a, a question that we, that Bobby threw up on our Instagram and our Twitter this week of asking people, you know, what's, this is great right now. Now you're, you're a, uh, you're a fan of the NFL and, and, or you're a fan of the Patriots and your team isn't doing well. So how's that going for you? So one of the, one of the things was one of the narratives is we've won six rings. It'll be okay. And and we've talked about this before because this was something that Bobby and, and Dave brought up at the beginning of the year of, wow, you, hey, who, you know, you guys are fine. And, and now I'm kind of understanding Dave, based on that conversation there is what you're saying is that the, the Patriots themselves are in kind of a bridge or a rebuild, not necessarily that it's over, but that, Hey, you've won six championships. You're just in a transition, but let's ask this question. Yankees, the New York Yankees have won 27 championships in their history. Right. And especially as Red Sox fans, I believe, I believe every single one of us is a Red Sox fan. All six of us. If, if you, 
if you ever heard or said anything bad to a Yankees fan about the Red Sox winning a World Series, they would come back and say 27 rings. Yes. And now we got people coming back and saying six rings for the New England Patriots. Our New England Patriots fans, as a collective, not the four of us on this podcast, our New England Patriots fans, the new Yankee fans, Mike. Yes, and, I, and if you remember, I've been saying this since we were on the air at, at, at our alma mater, Dean College. I, personally, I think that Patriot fans, for the most part, are insufferable right now because, <laughs> b- because it is, it's always, you know, the reason why I, I, I you know, I, I love them because I, I'm, I'm here and I watch them. I, we all watch them with our family. I get it. That's, that's our attachment, right? But like, they won games that they weren't supposed to, and nobody knew who they were, and they were the underdog. And then they went through like a ten-year period where they didn't win a damn thing. They got there, and fans were like, "Yeah, but in Bill, we trust. Like, we still won three out of four. We we, we did this, we did that." And then they they won again, and, I, and that that comeback in, uh, against the Falcons was great. But if you talk to a Patriot fan, like if you're like, "Hey," How come uh, the defense is bad this year? They'll be like, we won six championships in the last 20 years. It, th- that's okay. Great. That's not the question I'm asking you. How do you win six in the next 20? Because it, now, now what I'm hearing from Patriot fans is, you know, let's tank. Let's get a draft pick. Let's do this. That spits in the face of everything that you, that, that, that you have been regurgitating and spewing to other people for the last 20 years. It's, it's in Bill we trust. We're never going to be a bad team. We're going to do this. And now, now you want to tank? Figure it out. Be better. The thing is, though, is I think that that is a little more of the in Bill we trust than you think. Because I think a lot of Patriots fans have this idea right now that Bill is a little smarter than what the NFL is giving him credit for this specific season. And that this is a covert tank. Colin Cowherd already had the tank or the take this past week. When it comes to what he's doing, I've never seen Bill do what he's doing with this season when it comes to Cam Newton and praising this. So like, but I agree with you a hundred percent that they are the Yankee fans but, but, of but the it, NFL. Yeah, and there's but, no doubt about it. But to your point, before you go, Rachel, uh, to your point, Bob, about how, about how he's uh, so smart is, is that really true? Because he's still drafting the Lawrence Taylor type of linebackers on defense. that can't cover. They're just the six, four, 260, Pound linebackers that like he ha- he's missed the boat there. So I think he's the greatest coach of all time. Nothing's ever going to change that. But Patriot fans need to be aware that when you are bad, people will talk to you about your team being bad, and you cannot say, "Well, we won six championships," because you have turned into the Yankee fans that you hated 15 years ago. I, I we have to go to Rayshon because Rayshon, when Rayshon starts rubbing his eyes when it's Mike talking. You, there's 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 very rarely a rift there. So Ray, it's always a rift. There. It's a natural rift. Are y'all are you and Bobby? Are y'all y'all, y'all, are y'all serious? Like yeah. you guys, you guys legitimate like legitimate serious that you that we've become that we've become Yankee fans. The majority we, of Patriot fans, yes. That's 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 a joke, dog. No, nah, listen, listen. All right, they okay. Yes, they've won twenty seven championships. We get that. Um, but and then, like I said, we've won six in the last twenty years. But I've said this on a previous show. Boston for the longest time has been considered a little brother. We, sure. we have been, unfortunately, that's just what it is. We've been a little brother, so yeah, the little brother has been on top for a while. So yeah, we're gonna pop our chest a little bit, and and, and that's okay. We should be allowed. But for them Yankee fans to still yell twenty seven championships when you've won one championship in the last twenty years, to me, that's a problem. And then also too, because they get they no, they've won, it was one in the last 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. They won in 2000 and they won in 2009. I'm sorry. They did lose in 2003 to the Florida Marlins. My bad. Sorry. Revisionist history. Sorry. It's, it's, it's getting. Okay. Well, the John Henry owned. I'm just here. Yeah, to the John, yeah. So, yeah. So, sorry. Great my bad. podcast, but, though, if anyone wants to listen to it. Right. Yeah. History, really. But also, dude, like, to, your, to your point, not to hijack your, your statement, the majority of Patriot fans now that are that are fans of this team were not fans in the 90s. Like, they don't remember when, when it was yeah, that. That, we, that's, that's on them. They want, they want to be dumb and don't remember Ben Coates and don't remember Curtis Martin and 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 oh, Otis no. Smith and those guys and that that's fine that's on them but but we do so we're, we're not we're not talking about us once again you're talking about the pink hats so the pink hats if you want to fall off the bandwagon that's on y'all you want to be dumb and not roofing this team going forward that's on y'all we don't care we don't need you so two things uh we already decided that Curtis Martin was a better jet than a Patriot so we everybody nice everybody can eat that one, one. Mike. Second, second is um, that a lot of the pink hats that haven't jumped off the majority of the Patriots fans that are saying we've won six championships. Those are pink hats. Okay, listen, as I guess the resident Patriots fan, all of a sudden of this podcast, uh, you guys, you guys have a complicated relationship with your team. Here's why. And, And what I'm trying to sum up what everybody's trying to say. Yes, you were the little brother originally. For for the majority of a Boston sports franchise um, um, fanhood, the Patriots were, as we've often talked about, and I'm sure you've often talked about with your close friends and family at home, that the New England Patriots were the 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 runt of the litter. Am, am I wrong about that? Does anyone want to argue with that no, point? No, you're yeah, right. They were. They were right. Okay. First 42 so, years of their franchise history, they were the runt right. of the litter. So they were the runt of the litter. Then what happened? A very extreme pivot into not only the not the runt of the litter of Boston sports franchises, the best Boston f- sports franchise in your in your era, argue with with me if you want about the Celtics, but in your era, the best, most winningest uh, Boston sports franchise of your lifetime and the best franchise of all of our generation's lifetime, no matter who you're a fan of. That's a complicated relationship. So what defines Patriots fanhood? Okay, and and listen, I, I mean, we went into the prepping this show with me saying, "Is there enough to talk about with the Patriots?" And here we are spending the here majority you are. of the, show the entire about, show. <laughs> here you are. It, it, yeah. It's interesting, you, and here we are. To the spokesperson, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, and here we are. So, like, I, I'm glad I asked the question, but I'm glad we're talking about it. It's a complicated relationship because your what what is a sports uh, fandom relationship? Your dad's taught it to you. Your your your, your grandparents taught it to you. Um, when you were told about the Patriots, most of you, I would think, I, I don't want to assume your narratives, but I bet you were told that they just weren't that great and they probably weren't ever expected to be that great. You know, the only Super Bowl they ever appeared in one generation ago, they got spanked by the Bears. When you grew up, you then developed this identity as a Patriots fan. You developed the identity of we're the best football franchise, period. The only other franchise that could possibly compete with you is the Steelers. And in our era, they, they weren't as good. So, like, I'm just talking on Super Bowls and wins and stuff. So, once San, they San Francisco, to get, too, but I got you. Yeah. It, it, well, it, no, I'm saying in our era, in, in yeah, our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in our lifetime. Oh, right, right. There's right. another team with five, too, for the record. Uh, no, no, oh, sorry. I, I forgot what the long they've been. Had. They've been real bad in our but lifetime. Po- but no. point being, point being, your identity with this team, I'm starting to realize is so complicated because you were told they were bad. They turned out to be good. And then this is the really weird part. You were expecting them to get worse sooner than they got worse. Yeah. But they, they they were, they were bad to, to cut in there. They were bad. 
but never for us though really one year for you that's my point mike you you were waiting for so long for them to get bad you were happy with two you were happy with three you were happy with four you were happy with five damn we got six and then all of a sudden when it and it was always we're eventually going to get bad again we're eventually going to get bad again we're waiting for this identity to reform the patriots but it's happened with every franchise that was good you yes but you don't know how to be the franchise that you are now yeah and what i'm saying to you and what bobby's been trying to say to you from our perspective as non-patriots fans is that you guys are at the table now you don't have to immediately run back to okay. We're bad like again. Okay, we're bad again. We're we're bad again. We're bad again. We're bad again. We're okay. Whatever. We're we're the runs of the litter. You're a good franchise now. Yeah. You're well run. So, but you know? to that point, there are good franchises that are run poorly. The San Francisco 49ers are not a well run franchise. You're both now. You're a good franchise, and you're still yeah, well. But the well original room. question wasn't about the franchise; it was about the fans, Joe. Like, and Joe, you're you're a Patriot fan, and you're not but a bad one. Your fans need therapy, guys. But hang on, hang on. That's that's the thing, though, Dave. Right? Like, I, d- d- you're you're saying we need therapy, but that's right now. So so to go on what your point is, and to flip it on its head, I I bet you. I bet you that when when 49er fans watch their 49ers team come off of that huge thing. run, they fell they oh they fell off hard because after after Steve Young was gone, they fell off. The Cowboys, after they won those Super Bowls in the 90s, they fell off. It wasn't about coaching and GMing with the 49ers. It was about a quarterback. You guys had the no, listen to me. You had the you two had quarterbacks. The, you had, you, not only did you have the Joe Montana. In Tom Brady, you had the GM, you had the owner. You're doing okay. Ryan Pace is my GM. He traded up for fucking Trubisky. You're fine. Uh, you know the, what I mean? The, the F word uh, is now at a, a um, one count on this uh, show. That's two, actually. That's my second one. I said, oh, is that your second one? Wow, I, I missed too. it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We're on three. But so that's that's where I think the the page the Yankees fan really comes off the clearest to me is is like you guys like DK said Patriots fans have been waiting this forever I've also been waiting for this forever kind of just to see how not you guys but how the fan base would react you know what I mean to see exactly how everything would go down and I have to and say they're more insecure than they should how, be, right that's the point exactly well one hundred percent yes because. No, you guys are getting the perspective from me and Ray, who who are who get to the point where we overreact in the moment, and you're you're getting it from us. But I can I can no. tell you from listening no. to Boston Sports Radio. Hang on, I can tell you from listening to Boston Sports Radio, it's actually a little more level headed than you guys think, and I think that's partly because of what Bobby said, where everybody or Ray Sean said, where everybody jumped on ninety five and drove down to Tampa because the people that were following the Patriots and actually cared about the. Patriots when Tom Brady was here are no longer here. So the people that actually give a shit about the Patriots are not as reactionary but, as you may think. But but let me but let me but let me reiterate the point that your identity is currently forming as a fan base because you can have an identity as a winning team, but the the counterpoint to that is what's always going to inform your identity as a fan base. Think about me and Bobby. We talk about this stuff all the time. Bobby Bobby's fan base, the the Dallas Cowboys, is not only informed by the winning seasons, it's informed by the losing seasons. It's it's informed by the recent seasons. The Bears, 
have they won in our lifetime? No, they they showed up to one Super Bowl, which you guys tried to, to delete, which I'm still mad about. But the, but the Bears are a respected franchise. Their their identity is something that, that can't be denied. If you're a Bears fan, you're it, it doesn't matter if they don't win the next 20 years. If you're a Bears fan, that's a better fandom than being a Washington football team fan. Fact. So you when you're a Patriots fan, what you guys are going through right now and. I care, but I care about you two. And the point is what you guys are going through is you're realizing that your identity as a fan base is now, which rarely happens. Most of the time in all sports, you come into an identity. You guys are, have the unique position to develop your identity as a fan base based on this bad season. Stay with Bill Belichick. Stay. We were never jumping off that train. Let me, let me, let me get into that. Right. So, I'll, I'll tell you what I think happened, whether it was with me. I don't, I can't speak for Joe, but maybe some other fans, right? So, obviously, you know, Brady leaves in March. And, you know, obviously, you know, everyone's in, you know, utter and complete shock. And it's like, damn, you know, what are we going to do? And then so, kind of, you know, the offseason kind of goes. And then, you know, um, you know, Dave, as you pointed out on a previous show, it's like, oh, you know, I can't believe you guys really sat there and tried to talk yourself into, you know, having Jared Sidham as the quarterback and all this other weird stuff happened. So, you know, I think we were already kind of preparing for the worst. And then it's like, oh, okay, you get you get Cam Newton. Oh, he's a former MVP. Then he comes out in the first game, has 155 yards passing, which isn't great, but it's, it's better than what we might have expected. Has 75 on the, the, on the ground. Looks has, fun. Right, the offense looks fun. Right, offense looks fun, right? Then they go they go to Seattle. He go, he throws for 397. Edelman right has a, Edelman right. has a career day. Then they come back next week against um, I was say Oakland, sorry, against Vegas. And they beat them by 16. So you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, have we found our Kawhi Leonard to our Tim Duncan? Like, because we've been to, we've been to Spurs. That's what we've been. We're the Spurs in the NFL. That's that's what we've been. Yes. And, and yes. So it's like now, it now it's now, yeah. So exactly. So you know, through 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 the Spurs person, and the Yankees, the NBA, just for the record. So yeah, so it's that's the thing though. So it's like we we thought, okay, wait, have we found our Kawhi Leonard to, to Tim Duncan? Oh, well, maybe we can still get to a conference championship, or maybe we can get to a division around, and then oh, Cam gets COVID. Oh, Edelman gets hurt. Oh, Gilmore gets hurt. And it's like, oh shit. We we're, we're sorry. We suck. We suck. And that's where it comes from, Mike. So it's not like, well, oh, we should just say no. If I realize we don't have a chance right now, we have a chance that we build, like Bobby said, and we're still trusting and build to still build a team up the middle. Then yo, go get that top ten pick. Don't you don't get a freaking lineman from Alabama. Get get Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Trey Lance, and and let's start over and let's run the AFC like we've been running for the last twenty years. I guess my, my question though, my, my my overall arching point, Bobby. I'm sorry for cutting you off. I'll be really quick. Right. Is like, it, was there any difference between uh, a, a 2004 fan of the Yankees after the Red Sox won the, uh, the World Series? than there was a 2013 Patriots fan. Right. We had not won in 10 years. And we were still telling people that we are the best team there. Like we won three in Bill Brady's the best. Like we that in, in reality, that's when we not we, but we're fans. So I'm going to say we. Hey. That's when we were at our most insufferable. We had not yeah. done a damn thing in 10 years. And we're still telling people that we're the best, we're the greatest. That's when it became a little bit of the Yankee syndrome. That's that's when I jumped off. I have to let you know that that is when I decided that it was more of like, I, I can't, I can't keep, especially because the Patriots kept winning and the Cowboys kept losing. It was something where like my, wow. my 
well, I mean, Bobby, we, we have discovered a, across the narrative of this podcast that you're just a masochist and you like to yeah, feel pain. It is true. It so, is true. So you, yeah, you, you were, were like, hey, my dad's a Cowboys fan, so I'm, I'm just going to yeah. go root for them. I, I think you saw the most pain available and you jumped on that pain bandwagon. <laughs> that is like, exactly. hey, listen, <laughs> I stayed on the rest of them. for your therapist, not for but, this so, podcast. But speaking of therapy, when it comes to the Patriots, I think that what makes the standout so much more above everything else is the fact that you guys are finally seeing how much you appreciate the winning when you get to this point. And I think that that's something that Patriots fans almost forgot about is how much it sucks and how low that basement really is. So that way, when you brought it up to them, at least for this season, uh, when they've been in this place in the past, they get so mad and they, and they don't let you go to that point because of the fact that they haven't been there. Before. I think Patriot, Patriot fans forgot the chase. We just assume the end point. But I, I think it's interesting you bring that up, Bobby, because I, I think what going back to Mike's point of the, the Patriots fan base was at its most insufferable in 2013, 2014, um, right around the time we had the, we had the three and had lost two, right? We were three and two um, going into that that 2013 season in Super Bowls. So that we we were insufferable because we still had the guy. Everybody at that point thought that Tom Brady was just going to last forever. He was going to be here forever. And and part of it to go back to my point of of the the Belichick Brady rift, where Belichick wanted he drafted he drafted who he thought was going to be the next guy i think we can all agree on that he drafted jimmy garoppolo and honestly thought he was going to be the next guy we 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 all i think we can all agree on that the patriots fan base would agree on that nobody well, Bill, really well, Belichick would agree on that too by the way i well yeah. but that's what i'm saying but so here's yeah. here's where i think that we as a fan base thought that when Tom Brady was gone and Jimmy Garoppolo was still here, we had our Steve Young to Joe Montana. Yes. We, yes. We yes, had our Joe, guy. Yes. And then guess what? Robert Kraft makes a deal with Tom. The, with, with the Tom owner Brady of the 1994 San Francisco 49ers had the balls to trade Joe Montana, though, unfortunately. So just no, for, but, just no, for but, the record, but, though, but, just but, for the record, on. Jimmy that, G was not. Point. You guys went on to win a Super Bowl. So Jimmy really G was matter. not that for the record. This no, dude, he, we don't know that. But Steve, no, no, we do know Young. that. We do know that because he got we hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. A He's hurt times every single year. Every Steve year. Young. Steve Young was he had a better. Jimmy G is not Steve Young. No. Steve Young. This is a whole different podcast. Steve Young had a better team around him at the time that he took over as quarterback because the owner of the San Francisco 49ers saw that it was time to move on from Joe Montana. But guess what? It was Robert time to Kraft, move on be, from Robert Kraft, because of how good Steve Young was, though. Robert Kraft did not see that it was time to move on from Tom Brady and, and kept him around, even though his general manager wanted to. Even though his general manager wanted to treat Tom Brady the same way he had treated Lawyer Malloy, he had treated Asante Samuel, Ty Law, the list goes on. He he wanted to treat him the same way. So um, we, we've now gone into the, we're we're coming into the last half hour of the show in about five minutes. So there there is a couple topics I want to throw out there uh, so that Dave and I can can stop uh, jumping all over each other here. Um, sorry. No no no. This has been great. Yeah. No, don't be sorry. Literally, don't. Listen, be you sorry. guys say I, you guys say I'm calm. It's just because you guys are doing all my interrupting tonight. So like <laughs> I don't have to do it. You know what I mean? It's just you guys just do it for me. It's great. There's a lot to I, talk about. 
I've been trying really hard not to interrupt tonight, and it's been going okay, like slightly okay. Doing good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm really getting Nancy over here. Uh, but it's also because, Bobby, the Cowboys aren't playing, so you're not That's, as neurotic today. Yeah, I'm really, so, it's great. We're, I want to I want to get away from the NFL. Uh, and, and, and there's a reason why. There is an NBA draft in four days. Uh, this year is going to be really weird with the NBA because the NBA is going to have a draft in November, and then they're going to have another draft in June. So it's, uh, it's really, really freaking weird. But over the last few weeks, there has also been some Celtics rumors that have been flying around. So I really want to touch on this. The NBA season starts on December 22nd this year. Um, they have the, the NBA and the Players Association has agreed on a condensed 72-game season, which is something they were working towards anyway, because they wanted to do something like international soccer does and put a tournament in the middle of their season, which most, most of the international uh, basketball associations do as well. Uh, but the first question I want to pose, and, and this, this is going to be directly at Rayshon uh, and, and some at Bobby too, because this is something you guys were talking about and we floated in the slack the other day is Gordon Hayward on the move. Yeah. So go ahead, Ray. I, I think, I think that he is, but I, I Celtics fans, I want you to understand what's coming out of my mouth, what's coming out of DK's mouth, what's coming out of Bob's mouth. A lot of these deals that involve Gordon Hayward cannot happen unless he opts in. Yeah, that's we do big. Not get the, we do not get mm-hmm. the money if he opts out. We also, this is not last year what happened with Al Horford over Kyrie. This is a whole different situation. So I want y'all to hear that clearly. I want y'all to understand that and not flip out. Like I may flip out when Danny does nothing come Tuesday or Wednesday. If, if Gordon Hayward does not opt in, we cannot get certain deals to happen. That being said, I believe that if he likes the Indiana deal, meaning Gordon Hayward, because they, you know, he's from there and, you know, they just had the fourth child. Um, I think that he does choose to opt in because, you know, 34.2 is just really hard to pass. You saw the thing, you saw it happen with Mike Conley as well over in Utah. He just opted in for his 34. Uh, point two million dollar option too for the next year, so um, that's just hard to pass in this in this in this uh, current climate of the NBA. Ne- nevertheless, Gordon Hayward should be on the move, whether it's to New York, whether it's to uh, Indiana. Um, I'm hoping they, but you know, I feel like it should be like a three team deal though. Like I feel like it shouldn't be just with another team. Like uh, I do like the one in Indiana talking about uh, with McDermott and. Uh, TJ McConnell and Miles Turner, but I yeah. do hope that the third team gets involved so that we're still able to add more things off the bench. So uh, Gordon Hayward should be on the move. I, I think that you and I in in private off the off the 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 podcast have argued about Gordon Hayward a lot. Are you guys friends so glad, off the air? Yeah, yeah, we, we all talk in the Slack. <laughs> so glad you've come around to my point that like I you know I love the idea of Gordon Hayward as like the last piece of that puzzle, but yes, a hundred percent he needs to move on. He's a team player. He's going to, he's going to opt in and let us trade his contract. I, I really, I really believe that that's what he's, that's the favor that he's going to do to the Boston Celtics and to Brad Stevens. Um, knowing what I know about Gordon Hayward, I, I really do think that that's true. If your trade option is true and I, and I intentionally didn't participate in this in our, in our group chat, if, um, if does, sorry, describe to me the two pieces of the trade you just said it's Turner and who else? So Turner, TJ McConnell, and Doug McDermott. McDermott. Yeah. So okay, I, and I McDermott. And McDermott's the biggest piece of that, right? So agreed. No, Miles Turner is we... not not McDermott. In my no, opinion. no, no. And, but but uh, the biggest piece of the point I'm about to make. I'm a little sick. And and listen, I I love Danny Ainge, and I think he's a great GM. I'm a little sick of the constant rebuild. 
it, it's time with Tatum and Brown. Um, and it's and it's tough to switch into these gears because like, listen, I go to sleep thinking about Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, but I, I, I'm a little sick of the rebuild. I think we're one big man away, one real true big man away from, from making a run. And I'm really sick of buying time with young prospects and pieces. And I really think that you could make this go on forever. You could really make this go on forever. You could build young pieces and draft picks around Tatum and Brown for, for forever. And then, and then get another Tatum and Brown, but you'll consistently lose in the Eastern conference playoffs, get made fun of by Yankees fans that just go and get, or, I'm sorry, Yankees, Lakers, same thing. Uh, get made fun of by Lakers Patriots. fans that just go and that just at Patriots, <laughs> uh, uh, San Antonio Spurs, um, just go and get, just go and get the pieces that get you a championship. You know what I mean? Like how often are we, how long is this rebuild going to take Ray? But tell me, uh, give me a year timeline, Ray Sean Buchanan. How many years is this rebuild going to take? Because this rebuild has been already taken six years. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's happened during the Brad Stephen era. Um, I mean, granted, and I mean, can, he, I mean, can, can, can he coach? Well, can he coach a superstar? Because he couldn't coach Kyrie. So not so. I, okay, he. This is I've said this off the air to people. He has to coach what I call a mid-major superstar, right? So Hayward, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, lack of a better word, is a mid-major superstar. Um, Tatum and Brown, because they're mild-mannered, um, are mid-major type superstars. So I think that's why they're on the team and. You know, we talked a little bit about that with Josue Pavone. Uh, you know, that could be in the show notes as well. Uh, but Josue talked about how Jalen Brown was really a Brad guy, right? And I knew nothing about Jalen coming out of out of California because um, I really didn't watch the Pac-12. You, you, know, you knew he was a freak athlete with uh, – Yeah, no, yeah, I knew he was a freak uh, athlete. He was I mean, Jeff I, I, Green 2.0 coming out of college. Right, but, but that's unfair at this point. No, but no, – no, At that's, this but point, that's, yes, coming out of college, no, though. Yeah, but no, but that's what pissed – but no, but to your point, Bobby, that's what pissed me off that – he would have been compared to Jeff Green because Jeff Green was because he kind of looks like him. No, not not even that. They have athletic ability. Builds. He can't shoot no, yeah, when he no. came out of college. No, but it's, Jeff it's Green not, is it's, not the athlete that Jalen Brown is. No, <laughs> no, 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 he's not. But it's, it's not even that. It's Jeff Green was always comfortable with being very good, and if that was the case, I didn't want Jalen Brown to be in that mode of someone who was just comfortable being very good. Now Jalen Brown has taken increments in his game every year, and that's what has put him in that fringe all-star category and eventually I would gamble I would gamble on JB personally I would honestly gamble on JB before I would gamble on Tatum now listen I'm not the GM of the Boston Celtics but what I've from what I've seen attitude wise attitude wise from those two guys Jalen Brown is a winner he's a he's a try hard guy till the whistle Tatum the things that make me mad about Jason Tatum are not his technical ability He's a great shooter. He's clutch. We we know that. Like he he you know he went and did the Kobe thing. Like I I really hate that we let a Laker anywhere near our our best prospect. That killed him that but, entire season. Yeah, not not cool that we and you know rest in peace Kobe. Like no you know I'm not being disrespectful to his memory, but we should have let him anywhere near a Celtic. But listen, I mean Jalen Brown is the attitude guy of the Boston Celtics. If we were going to keep a piece, it should be him, not not Tatum. I, I Tatum, we could get a lot for right now. If we're going to trade anyone or we're going to, we're going to talk about what we're going to build around to your point, right? To your point, you might not think so, but to your point, Jalen Brown's the guy, you know? I mean, so it's, it's, it's possible. Sorry, but it's possible because they now Tatum wasn't involved in this deal, but 
uh, Tatum when he was on the all the all the smoke podcast. Uh, once again, not a sponsor. Sorry, Craig. But with um Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, uh, Tatum alluded to wanting to play with Devin Booker. Um, you know when the two when the twenty seventeen draft was happening. Great. So, Those are going to be really great regular season highlights that don't result in a championship. And I I'm not interested. No, right, in right, right. But but De- Devin Booker, I don't know because you know there's another guy that was also drafted at thirteen that. Turned out to be great too. Shout out to Kobe. But Devin Booker can ball. That guy is 26, 6, and 5 on a regular basis. Um, if I said to you that you can't win with a guard, would you disagree with me? Yes, you can't win with a guard? You can't win with a guard. I would 1,000% agree with you. Yeah. As, as your best player, you As, as your best player, player yeah. As your well, best player. Yeah, but your I mean, your but best player can't be a guard. Booker, Booker's not better than Tatum. Though. I'm just saying, like, I just think that I feel like those guys together um, – because I feel like there was times they're not better than Durant and Kyrie, though. You know what I mean in the East. Yeah, so but my like... thing is, but everyone's putting them. Everyone's putting, and I get it. Everyone's putting KD and Kyrie on on the pedestal already. But there's there's so many variables that have to happen, and and also what variables like, that that Nets team made the playoffs without them. Wait, 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 wait. Right, yeah, but if, if, up, if Kyrie Kyrie has to be healthy. Back up. Is, so is, go, go ahead, Bobby. Is we're talking about rebuilding though, and and this trade isn't that though. This trade is exactly what we're looking for. Is we are looking for that big man down low, and that's what Miles Turner is. He is a body that will get your rebounds. That will be the guy that you need to give you that strength on that front line. So I mean, you look at just giving up Hayward and getting back a Miles Turner in response. That is a deal that brings this team to that next spot that we're looking for. We're not looking to rebuild but, but with think, that but deal. But think the mid, think the mid major point that that Ray made. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, does Miles Turner not just make us consistently more average? No, in, he in doesn't. He no, he doesn't. Only, he's he's yeah, an Al Horford. He's an Al Horford with attitude. Is we're what missing Miles, a winning is what Miles Turner's is though. We're missing but, a winning piece. We're not missing a a, a, a consistent big man. We're missing a. a, a a big man that can win you a game, right? But yeah, but you're not you're not gonna get a Joel Embiid. I, I, I do think Miles Turner. Right, but, is but, that kind I wouldn't want a Joel Embiid. He can't win you a series. Like that's a different conversation. Yeah, but, but you know, I, I would love a car, I would love a Carl Anthony Towns. I would love it. I would love a KAT. But to do that is you need to be able to to retool. Exactly, you're giving up a big piece to do those though. If you want to stick with this core, a deal like that, Miles Turner. I'm not saying stick with this core. I'm saying move Tatum. You want to? Oh, so you really want? You're drunk. No, I'm not. I'm not moving. No, I actually legitimately am drunk. But like, move Tatum. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. Move Tatum. Move Tatum. That's that's not. Yeah, Dude, that's, bro, that's I'm telling you. Just so what, everyone what knows, our, what was the thing being that we drunk. Were mad about? Hang on, being drunk is not a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, what right. was the right. thing right. that we were it mad about be. in that series? He's he hasn't stepped up, guys. Like right, but I'm I'm not Tatum and Brown. Those those yeah. Are the I don't think we're at that point yet. Yeah, we're not at that point yet. We're not like, at that, that point. That's what I'm saying. How long are we going to rebuild for? Like, make but we're not. Move. But we're not. Yeah, building is where they were we're two trying, games away from going to the finals. Right, we're I, trying I to take a team. We've who, always been two games away from going to the finals. How long are we going to be Eastern Conference? Since also Doc Rivers ran? was here. That's right. Right, but the thing is, oh, but they made the final. Sorry, but the thing is, is last year. But but look at that team and what they were missing. That team isn't a blow it up type of team. This isn't the Dallas Cowboys who were average every single year. Is Jason this Tatum is, a, is, is, is Jason, are you telling me that you know for a fact that Jason Tatum is the kind of winner 
that he can be the best player on a championship team. I don't. I, I, I know. I, I don't. Absolutely. I think he is. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let, absolutely. let me take. Hang on. Let me take this and and let's let's frame it this way. Okay, Dave. Dave is under the impression that it's a re that it's a rebuild, right? Not, right. not a rebuild. Not a rebuild. It, it, it's it's been a under construction for okay. too long. So you're saying it's under construction for too long, and Rayshon and Bobby are. are the obvious of we're two games away from the NBA finals all the time, right? We're always two games away from the NBA finals. So this Wednesday, November 18th at 8 PM is the 2020 NBA draft. The Boston Celtics have pick number 14, pick number 26, they're pick not, number 30, hang on, picks, pick, number, right now. pick number 30 and pick number 47. So as Dave said, they're un- they've been under construction for too long. And I'm going to go to you guys and say, I think that they understand that. I think that Trader Danny and Brad understand that. So if we can, we've talked about the, the, the Gordon Hayward trade, those four picks, let's go with Dave's narrative. They're not going to use them. What do they do with them? I think that they should. Yes. I mean, I'm just going to float a theory out here because I think you guys are the, you guys have the PhDs in basketball. I just have a, I just have a master's. Would you like to trade up all those picks for the, for, for the big man from USC? Hell I, yeah. Hell yeah. But I, Hell and yeah. I, I think you might have to, you might have to move something else there, but is no, that no, that's, guy, that's cool. He, so, so, okay. I don't we, think we, we, I don't think we get it, but yes, I would do that deal for right, sure. But we, I don't we, think we, we get don't, it. We talked yes. about Bam being the guy in the Miami series that wasn't Jimmy yeah. Butler. Bam won in that series. Bam was hurt, that, by the that way, in the finals. Bam. Bam was hurt in the finals, so, like, give right, us some credit. Right, right. but that, that, that is Bam 2.0. He's just not the playmaker that Bam is. But he can 100%. defend. He can he can. Shoot Brad Stevens can make him that playmaker, though, yes. Right. That, that, so, that kind so, of yeah, I would absolutely get him. But the thing is, though, so what – does he give this team more upside next year? Yes. Then, yes. then, yeah, then yeah, Miles Turner, it's all upside. You, 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 I, I don't. I don't. I disagree with that. Is well, is like, but if you take Miles Turner, insert him into this team. Miles Turner was the Pacers' second best player, and that is a playoff well, team. The Pacers didn't that, do shit, Bobby. But, like, but that was. Let me, that, but let me tell you something. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you this right now, and I and I'm and I'm gonna put words in both of your mouths. If we draft those draft picks, if we draft what is it, fourteen, twenty six, and yep. thirty, and forty and thir- Okay, if we draft those draft picks, I'm out on this Celtics team. Yeah, I agree. I think, and so are you guys, picks, by the way. I, I so are you guys. Take those picks, <laughs> move them, and bring in a Miles Turner in another secondary. Yeah, but that is just my you're just increasing the averageness. I disagree completely. I, I Miles Turner is an All Star power forward center. And it's he. You guys are completely. We already had Al Horford, Bobby. But the, That's wait, not wait, the piece we're wait, missing. Wait, but Al, right? But so you're saying you bring in another young guy who you have to sit there and develop and turn into exactly what Miles Turner already is. I'm gonna make it real simple. We right? don't need a playmaking big man. We need a rebounder and a board crasher. And that's what we've been missing for the past seven seasons. Miles Turner is 14 and 12 every single season. But that's not how he fits into a Brad Stevens offense, Bobby. You know that. You know that he's going to look like a like a mitigated version of Al Horford. He's going to go he's going to go early and he's going to pass early and he's going to make plays like simply in the pocket, right? Like that's what's going to happen. What we need is a athletic the 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 uh, the the time lord uh, ceiling is what we're looking for. Well, that that's what that kid that kid out of USC he exactly. has exactly. Right. I'd, I'd rather gamble on that 
Right. Then, then yes. But the exactly. kid, the kid we also talked about with uh with Joe Sway, uh, Bobby, uh, Precious Ichua out of Memphis, who was James Wiseman's teammate. Precious Ichua could jump out the building like that. Precious. That dude is an NBA defender right now, and to me, he fits more. I forgot there was Bradish such a thing as an NBA defender, but yes, I no agree. because no, I'm saying like, but I remember like Dark River said about Avery Bradley. He was right when he came out of Texas. He said Avery Bradley right now is an NBA defender. Yeah, Avery because Bradley, it's easy to play defense shoot. in the NBA right now, though, if you're athletic. But yes, I agree with you. Right, but I'm saying, but he Avery Bradley couldn't shoot when he came in, but he could lock down whoever you put in front of him. So that's what I Great. think that that's what yeah. So well, that's what best one on one defender about. on the team in the last like six years, other than Marcus Smart. I would agree. Yes. Oh, right, right, yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't we also trust Brad's ability to, like, if they can get uh, the kid from USC? Was it? Is it Onyeka uh, Agongu? I, I don't know the Agongu, yeah, Agongu, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they can get him, don't we trust Brad's ability to develop him to be? I, the I, I honestly, I so don't know. Not, he got out coached in that last series. I got out coached in that last series, so I'm really not sure. Well, not 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 for big men as much. He he's right. he's really great with guards. Like he's phenomenal with point guards. He like, can't win with guards, so I don't. No, but, I don't no, care but, about so that. I, I want to add to the point that you made about um the the rebuild, right? Because I think you know we this gets lost in translation because of how it happened. So in 2017, obviously, um, you know we trade for Kyrie. You know Hayward comes, and then you know you know you got Al Horford the year before. I really think that in 2017, Danny Ainge really did push all the chips to the table and said, okay, I want to win with Kyrie. You know, uh, we, you know, we signed Horford. And he got lucky. He made it out of that deal. No, no he, he did. But what I'm saying is that they they, they gave their final. Because we've been, we've been clamoring, especially me. I'm like, get rid of the Brooklyn pick. Get rid of the Brooklyn pick. Get rid of, and, and, you know, so he finally does we, that, we right? too long. I agree. So, right. So I, I think – so. Yeah. but I think also the A, the a plan – Really was Kyrie and Anthony Davis. It was. It just was. People could say what they want. Like, yeah, the, the, that was 100%. the game. It was going to get Kyrie and AD. But Anthony Davis was Kevin Durant 2.0, right? It was just like, you don't want to come play in Boston. We thought we were going to get you, but you just don't want to come play in Boston because the market sucks. And we, apparently we were fucking racist in like 1970. So nobody wants to come play for us. Third. Yeah. Effort, I mean, sorry. yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, you know, he got his first ring. Congrats. But, you know, um, you know, it is what it is. But I just know that was what Danny Age's plan was. And yeah. And that so plan he, didn't. He, he didn't it didn't pan fly. out. It just right, didn't right. pan it out. Did, but he had to morph it on the fly. So to still, like I said, they've had an all-star guard here every year of Brad Stevens' tenure here, except for the first year. Like so, that that's part that part is not the problem. But one, can this team stay healthy, right? And then two, can um, you know, like I said, can they can they continue to have that player development? So. Do I think El Congo from USC would be the best fit if they do it? Yes. I, you know, I still like Halliburton. I've, I've been telling you guys about that for three or four shows. Like Halliburton yeah. from you, uh, from Iowa State to me. And it's funny because now he's starting. That's another big Iowa upside guy, though, right? You know, you know, Tom said I just have, but I just have such a different mindset when it comes to this offseason. It's like I'm not trying to bring a rookie into this team, guys. You guys talk about no, what you guys keep why, talking no, we're not about. Talking, we're not talking about another kind of rookie, like like the Time Lord with a big upside. We're talking about the USC guy's a ready-made guy. He can come in and and be and be legit. But is he? But is he? We yes. don't know. We don't. Yes. I, I just I, I just don't know if this team is ready to bring in another unknown. I feel like the way to go with this team is to move those picks and bring. I, no, dude, no. By, I, I by just, October, by October, that guy's starting. But listen, we only have time. one month. This isn't a normal NBA offseason. We have one month until that until tip off of the regular season. Okay, well then, well then, well then, draft. Well then, draft if that's the case. Draft well, because nobody wants to trade with Danny Ainge. 
So what we have here is we have an opportunity to draft the biggest upside big man of the entirety of this rebuild process. And if you go with this dude from USC, barring injury, he has the potential to be our starting five uh, in our starting five at the five spot by October. You know what I mean? Like he, he could be a playoff 39 to 43 minute guy by October. We will not get the guy that you want, Bobby. I know that what you're saying and Bobby, I, I love you for it. You're an optimist, but nobody wants to give Danny Ainge anything because you get embarrassed when you trade with Danny Ainge. What we have left is we have a draft pick left. And this guy is on the board. If we could trade up, I think it's unrealistic because I think we'd have to give those three picks away, plus Gordon Hayward, plus probably something else to get him. I really do think so. Probably, well, Marcus Smart, I'm okay with because perimeter defenders apparently are not as important as we thought. But like perimeter defenders that throw up 22 threes a game are not. Yeah, as yeah no, I, 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 that's a different conversation, guys. I, I think, I think really what what needs to happen here to to be the Mike Marcangelo voice of reason is that if you want to get to the that. point that you want to go to, you have to move Hayward. You have to get those the, those pieces. I think I think Miles Turner is one of those pieces. So I'm going to jump on that with Bobby. However, I am with Dave on the fact that they don't need to use those picks, and if they can move those picks for the big man or a big man and package something together then they can move on and get over that hump of game five of the mb of the eastern conference finals so yeah. can i can i, I want to add to that right so i think 30 seconds it, 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 okay cool so go right so go. And, can i get 32 yeah yep. <laughs> no a, you get 30 as well right and in a perfect setting like <laughs> i would want the guy from usc and miles turner if I could get both of those guys okay. on the team, I'm with that. Now, now, now no you're, you're talking about something. No chance. You know? No chance. No, but I'm saying if you if you trade that up and you get that pick, because they were saying to use that for Drew Holiday, which even though I like him, I don't. We don't need him here. Yeah, that, but that, you know that USC guy. I mean, this is what we do as Celtics fans, right? I'm sorry, I'm interrupting your 30 seconds, but this it, is this getting is into we, the state of the sizzle. I'm just throwing that out there. It, this is what we do as Celtics <laughs> fans, right? We we optimize, you know, and like that USC guy is going to be on the Suns in 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 two years, so. <laughs> You know, it's yeah, yeah. And it sucks, but it's true. I thought Kevin Durant was going to be a Celtic. So anyway, sorry that I don't think we need that playmaking five. I think you guys have PTSD from Bam Adebayo. Absolutely dominating it, dominating us. I didn't say conference finals. I said board crashing, board, board crashing. I, I, I still think well, PTSD I'm, I'm and, I, and I don't think that it's as important as, as we need that. I think we need someone down low who has the presence. And I think that's what we were missing in that Eastern Conference Finals is someone to actually even put a little intimidation into Bam Adebayo. And we didn't have that. I don't think it needs to be a superstar. It needs to be more than Daniel Tice. I can tell you that. And second point is we definitely deal those points, those picks for someone else. It's not going to be a rookie. If we draft those picks, it's not. We're not bringing a rookie. Draft those picks on Dave. They may. They may. There's no way they they, they may trade a pair of picks up to get a better pick, but there's no way they use the four picks they have. If the number 14th pick of the NBA draft goes and plays on the Boston Celtics, this rebuild is failed. (laughs) They they won't. If they if they make a move for the fifth pick, they're trading it and put money down. Sure, guarantee that. 
Sure. But if the 14th overall pick of the NBA draft plays in the Boston Celtics next year, don't even watch. Don't even watch. Well, maybe it's Danny done. shouldn't have fleeced the Brooklyn Nets back. Uh, the Tyler back Arrow in the was day. the 14th pick. And, sure. We, sure. And, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Sure. It's meta because be at the end of the day, right, it's absolutely. meta because what, what he did was he, he made the best trade in the history of the NBA, but then it didn't win him a championship. And now no one wants to trade with him. That was your point, right, Ray? Nobody wants to mess with Danny now. Right, yeah. So, it, so it, what I'm it, saying it, it, is, can't fleece them. It's a problem. He right. can't because nobody wants to be on the other end of a Danny pick. You know what you need to do now? You need to draft. You need to make the best possible pick in the draft. And I think Danny knows that. I really do. And I and I think if he gets us a good big man, I've been saying well, for months. I'm, I'm, on this I'm, podcast, I'm gonna say three guys. Slack, and I'll give it a joke. We're we're a big man away from a championship. That is our problem, right? On now. this note, we need to have an NBA show. Yeah, right, we do. Five, three guys, that. and then we got to move on. All right, so three guys. So Precious Achua. Tyrell Terry from Stanford University, and then uh, Jaden Smith from Maryland. Think of those three guys. Think about those three guys. They might draft at 14, 26, and 30 if they don't move them. All right, so we have two big NFL games coming up uh, to the to this group anyway. Again, for the fifth time, it's just to make Bobby at ease is that his Dallas Cowboys are not playing this week. Deep breath for Bob Kelly. But guess who is playing tonight? The New England Patriots against the Baltimore Ravens. And tomorrow night, it's Dave's Bears against the Minnesota Vikings. I can tell you one of those teams uh, has a better chance of winning their game. And uh, Dave, tell me why it's the Bears. Uh, it's actually not the Bears, Joe, unfortunately. Um, oh, the Bears are going to the Bears. Oh, it's are gonna, definitely the Bears. The Bears are going to beat the Vikings. <laughs> well, the well okay, yes. Yeah, so of the course, Ravens. they have a better chance of, of winning their game than the Cowboys, but, uh, or I'm Patriots. sorry, of the, Patri- of the Patriots. Uh, same, same at this point. Same, same at this point. But um, like I said to you guys a few weeks ago when I couldn't make the show, uh, weirdly with a winning record of 5-1, and one, I was out on Matt Nagy. And the reason why is because I think he's a coward. I, I think that uh, what he does is he tries to keep his job. I think it's it's he's a nice guy, but he's the it's the Matt Nagy show in in his head. He's trying to get paid throughout the end of the season. And I think he knows his time is up. Um, the guy can't run an offense. Uh, Nick Foles is a decent quarterback. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is a below average quarterback. That offense is so embarrassingly bad, and. A five and one offense, they, a five and one team with an offense that is that bad, is it, it? It's such a weird thing to try to defend. You know, um, our defense is okay. Uh, we're, this bend don't break thing we're trying to do is is fine. But if you're going to do the bend don't break thing, you have to have a good offense. Yeah, they're five and four, and they they're on a three game skit. You guys remember the uh, the Patriots year where you I I feel like you were you almost won a Super Bowl with the bend don't break thing with yep. that narrative, but but it's because, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was because um, you had a decent offense. You can bend, don't break, and give your offense decent field position. If Nick Foles goes three and out or throws picks, uh, it, it doesn't matter. But, you know, it, bend, don't break doesn't mean anything unless your offense can convert the not breaking into points. So we knew this, you know. I mean, we knew this going in that they were kind of pretenders, whatever. I think Nagy is uh, just scared. You know, and and I think that that's the thing that he does incorrectly. I think that he can kind of put the right people in um, to a defense. I think that he can win divisional games when it counts, which is big for Bears fans. And I and I'm I'm with them on that. I I think it's big that he can beat the Packers. It's big that he can beat the Vikings. I think that we're going to win the one Monday night game. But overall, 
I'm sick of it. Just like I was saying about the Celtics, like I'm sick of it. I want to build a team that can win. I genuinely think Nick Foles could run an offense that, that can get us where we need to be, but they call the wrong place. And if you're five and two and your head coach is taking over play calling, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Like the, the, if you're, if you're three and O and you're switching out your quarterback, that's a problem. And Matt Nagy is not a leader in, in, in that sense. And it switched for me really drastically. Like, I, I don't know what exactly what happened, but like I was all in on him. He was a young coach. We were cool. And now it's like, dude, you're just doing the wrong thing. So yeah. Are the Patriots going to win? Or, I'm sorry. Are the Patriots going to lose on Sunday? Probably. Are the bears going to win on Monday? Probably. But that doesn't mean that the bears are any better than we thought they were, or the Patriots are any worse than they're exactly. May, they may, hang we on, may, maybe Matt Nagy is just listening to the guy in the seat. They're who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. That's right. <laughs> exactly All right. Who they thought so, we were. so now that we've gotten our thoughts on the Monday night football game between the bears and the Vikings, Rayshon, I want you to give us your thoughts on tonight's Sunday night game, uh, which will be kicking off moment momentarily in like 25 minutes uh, between the Patriots and the Ravens. So, I've been back and forth about this all week, you know, thinking like, okay, what's going to happen? You know, we barely beat the Jets and, you know, we're like, you know, we're basically a team that's in mediocrity right now. That's just, that's just the fact. Um, I have a funny feeling we're going to upset them tonight and I don't want it to happen because it's like, damn, like I don't want false hope. I don't want what's happened with Bobby the last 25 years where they're getting here, <laughs> they win in November, they win in December. And, Question we like did. That. and, and they yell and at me it, when I bring it, up yeah. this point. And, 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 and they yell at me when just, I bring up the point. And it's just like, yeah, but it fits my narrative. Shout out to Mike. Um, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, it's just like, damn, like, I, I don't want them to keep building hope, building hope, building hope. And then, bam, it just drops from underneath me and the season's over. So it's like, I have a feeling they're going to upset Baltimore tonight, but I hope I hope I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Have it on the record. Patriots win 24-21. It also really hurts. It also really hurts our predictions rate if the Patriots upset the Ravens tonight. So, uh, right, exactly, right. <laughs> Here's, Mike, go ahead. Here's what I'm going to tell you: either the Patriots are going to get their absolute uh, asses kicked, and it's going to be like it, it will be like a 30 point blowout, or they're going to win. They will not lose a close game. They will not lose a close game to them. Um, so it will either be a blowout or a win. And I think, um, I, I think that if the Bears lose to the Vikings. That's that's really that's because I think the Vikings are trash and I think that the Bears are really good. Um, so I think that the Bears are going to actually handily defeat the Vikings on Monday Night Football. But I, I think either way, like if the if, if the Patriots beat the Ravens, I'm going to tell you at four and five, I don't feel any like any better about them. So like it'll be a great win. And I and I, I don't really like, like the Bears. The Bears, Bears thought, same thing. Good yeah. Point. Good yeah. Point. But, but but I think like. It, it won't. It will not be a close loss. That's what I'm going to say. It, it, it's going to be a blowout. If we lose. I have to say, as just like, just to interject at the end here, Joe. Like, and I know we're running out of time. The the Bears are the Steelers' light, and when you and I and I, I think that we really did a bad. We really should have talked about the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, hang on a second. We we right, can Leo. do whatever wait the hell second, we want. Wait a second. So, wait a second. Do I so, get to talk about those games? What games? You hate the Patriots. No, we get wait, it. wait, 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 wait. I have. We do a two-hour show once a month on a Sunday, and you know that that's what we do. Now, had had Everyone Dave and I not points about the games, had Dave, well, uh, that's true. That's true. Craig didn't, and, yeah, and I didn't ahead, really say ahead, much about. It. Go go all I'm gonna say is I re- 
I re- I really think the Bears would be a problem in this NFL if they had any offense whatsoever. That's very complimentary, they would be problem, a but they don't real have problem. any offense. Right. And, and the and, problem is, and the problem actually isn't even quarterback. The problem is we have good running backs and they don't have an offensive line that's run blocking at all. So right. they just aren't. I have to interject this. The Steelers spanked the Bengals today. The Steelers are the favorite to win the Super Bowl right we, now. We have to talk about the Steelers. They're, we have Bobby, to talk about them. No, it's so important. But the Bengals I don't care are two, five, and one. I, but it doesn't make no, a difference. No, 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 no. But it's it's the same thing as the Giants beating the Eagles. You have no, to it's not. talk about it. Yes, no, it's it not. The Steelers are 9-0, and oh, Joe. No, I understand They're, that. But what I'm saying is if you want to put more weight on a divisional game, I'm agreeing with you. I'm okay. just going to do it in a roundabout way. <laughs> All right, way. well, then yeah. fair enough. All right, Dave, you've been very angry for the last hour and 57 minutes. No, but I'm agreeing with you. If we're going to it in a roundabout way, the Steelers just beat a divisional opponent with a very good rookie quarterback and a head coach that I've actually underestimated. I actually, after even totally. though they're very good. Bobby called it. Bobby called it this, that the, the Bengals are decent. You he know. Did. He did, yeah. and they're not a, they're not a bad two six and one. They're really and Burrow's going to be good. But let let's let's run over a little bit here. Let's make this more than two hours. Let's make okay. Craig's life a living hell, and let's talk about the Steelers because they're nine and zero. Oh. The Pittsburgh Steelers, and and I want you guys to let this next point land in the way that it's supposed to. This is the best franchise start for the Pittsburgh Steelers now. This is not the Arizona Cardinals. This is not the Washington football team. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers, the best NFL franchise in the history of the NFL, in my, in my humble opinion, only only uh, battled by the New England Patriots of the past 20 years. The Pittsburgh Steelers have never started better than 7-0. and Now they're 9-0. and And you know why they're 9-0? and Do you? Their defense. Yes, is, is Ben is Ben Roethlisberger good? Totally. Is he having a career year off of surgery? Unbelievable. Well, totally. Time, Their time defense. Go out. ahead, Bob. Go, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. It's going to kind of cut in uh, here. They're also uh, not know because they have one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen this year. Untrue. Untrue. They, no, 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 no. Just wait. They, they've beat the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, the Browns. Okay, that's well, five of their wins. And barely beat second. the Cowboys. That, yeah, that's second. five, that's five second. of their wins. Hold on a second. You can only play the teams put in front of you, and you can never count out the Pittsburgh Steelers because of the division that they're in. Sure. Okay. The the, the teams that are in Pittsburgh d- division has, has always consisted of the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are also, as we, as we have just come off talking about, the team – the team uh, of of the AFC sleeper watch, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers are so legit. When they were 12 points up on the Cincinnati Bengals today, I was watching the game, or I, I peeped the game as I was trying to get this together with our live show. It was such a heavy 12 points, guys. That 12 points was that the game was over by 12 and no, by 12 nothing. The game was done. This Pittsburgh Steelers defense is legit because of their defense. They are so good. They went eight and eight with a downed franchise quarterback last season. We knew they were going to be a little bit better. We did not know they were going to be this much better. Their offense can produce. By the way, what does Bob Kelly always talk about? Championship DNA, X, Y, Z. Their special teams is good. The Pittsburgh well, Steelers have a great special team. But the, like those, that those means something with a, in a championship season. That means something. Do I think they're going to go 16 and 0? Uh, my tone kind of intimated that I didn't. I actually think they might. 
<laughs> they legitimately might. They might go 16-0 and then win a Super Bowl. Would that not really make you mad as Patriots fans? This no. is the narrative season. This is the season of narratives. They might do it. They might do it. They're so, so good, guys. Ben Roethlisberger's playing out of his mind. So the Pittsburgh Steelers could very well go 16-0. and 0, And as a Patriots fan, speaking from my perspective, it would not upset me because as much as Patriots fans have wanted to hate the Pittsburgh Steelers in the past, and maybe we did in the early They're 2000s, your rival, right? If they're your rival, you're sort doing of. Well. The, 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 rival has, the rival of the New England Patriots has changed as time has gone on. There was a point where it was the Steelers. There was a point where it was the issue, Colts. Uh, there was a point where it was even the <laughs> Jets, but there there was there was a a point where it was the Steelers. But I almost look at the Steelers a lot of the way I look at the Yankees now as a fan who has matured. Uh, I didn't know what do we really hate the Yankees of the nineties? No, yes. I I didn't because it was a great yes, team. You, Those yes, were, no, no, you don't now, no, no, no. but you did then. I, sure. I may have then, yeah. but I, I don't I don't hate that's, the that's so revisionist because I, now that we're one if of we them, never won a World anymore. Series. You we're not one of them. So yes, we're not we one of them. We're yes. the San Antonio Spurs of the <laughs> NFL, as Rayshon said. But you're not to just, go along with Mike's San Antonio point, Spurs, Joe, it's just that Bill Belichick is the Popovich of the NFL. It's I just not, want to point out franchise to franchise. I just want to point out that when speaking about the New England Patriots fan base, Bobby and Dave today have both said we. Just throw that out there. So uh, I and also to How Mike's much of a point, family we are. To Mike's point, the Pittsburgh Steelers going into the NFL season had the thirty-first uh, straight. Lower, it's, yeah, their, 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 their opponent's record was one seventeen and one thirty nine based off last year. Like you can only you can hey, only you can only play who's, who's put in front of you. It just so happens that the first nine teams that were put in front of them, five of them were shitty teams. And it's yeah, but, fine. but it, they did their job. They did what they were supposed to do. They won. Not had the same fate against the same opponents relatively. And True. you know the the team directly above them in strength of schedule, the Dallas Cowboys, and they've had an awful year. Well, okay, but 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 again, the Steelers have a a, a Hall of Go Fame. Go ahead and make Dave's point. A Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, they have. Uh, they, oh, they are, have we deci- are we deciding that Ben Roethlisberger is in the Hall? Yeah, of Fame? yeah, he, yeah. He's yeah, one he Super Bowl. Yeah, two yeah, Super Bowls. Just like Fame. super problematic, though. If I guess yeah. we won't go. No, no, he's a, he's here. above the other. He's above the yeah. other two we talked about last week. In yeah. the Hall of uh, Fame, in the Hall right. on his way to the bathroom, both. Also, like, yeah, maybe we can just like take the Hall of Fame thing about away from him because of like the things that he's done. But like, also, by the way, by the way. Best career year of Ben Roethlisberger in the NFL this year yeah. so far. He's playing out of his mind right now. But anyway, also, yeah, he's he's awful as a person. So I hate no, him. No, but yeah, they, he is awful. But they have a Hall of Fame Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, that that place is a wide receiver factory. I don't know what they do, but they they just always have good wide receivers. It's they, a good they, franchise. They, they draft well. well they, they coach well. I mean, so I think I think I would love if the if the Steelers listen anybody but the seventy two Dolphins, Dave. So Leah, I hope you're listening. I hope you guys go 19 and 0 because I never want to hear about Mercury Morris ever and, and pulling into the house ever again. So do it. I hope well, you wouldn't do it be and great. I, and wouldn't it be this. great if we had this as Patriots fans? Like, think about this for all the Patriots fans watching and listening. Wouldn't it be phenomenal if the Pittsburgh Steelers went 16 and 0 and that's the New York Jets yeah. and the New York Jets went 0 and 16 that in the same that season? Part, yes, yes, uh, yes. In, in the in the first year that Tom Brady left New England and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could win a Super Bowl. Oh, as a Patriots yeah. fan, if it's going to be anyone, it should be the Steelers because yes. that's the franchise Absolutely. that's on the level of you guys. That's the franchise. Yeah, you when I listen, I am engaged to a Steelers fan, as you just called out, Mike. Yep. I've spent my entire life about around Patriots fans. 
When I talk about the Bears, when Bobby talks about the Cowboys, it's a different thing. When Steelers fans and Patriots fans talk to each other, it's like pistols at dawn. It's like the end of <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's so serious. It's it's it the it the tension you could cut it with a knife. Those are the two best franchises of the past twenty years. The fact that you're calling out that it would be great if it was the Steelers above anyone else. Really, you should tell that to the identity of your franchise because, as we talked about earlier. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the Steelers and the Jets going 16 for and 0 for in the same season. Well, I just think yes. that like that the Steelers are probably like the model franchise of the NFL, right? They've been relevant for every decade since the 70s. They really have. Like, they really have not sucked. And like Mike Tomlin almost got them to to the playoffs last year without Ben Roethlisberger. They went. What's eight. your opinion, Mike? Honestly, what's your opinion of Mike Tomlin as a head coach? Tell say it out loud from from the bottom of your heart. Do you think he's a good head coach or not? Yes. Gun to my head, yes. I think there. I think he's. I. I don't know what he's. Would you have said the same thing two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. I I don't know. But Ray. Ray, I can see in his face. Ray has something to say about that. I think Mike Tomlin can get players to play above their ability, but I don't know what he schemes. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Thank. Thank you. You redeemed yourself a little bit there. So, he's. He's a motivator and a leader of men, as people love to say now in sports media. Like he's a leader of men, but. If you're saying I needed to put together X's and O's, I'm, no. I'm not. I'm not worried about Mike Tomlin. That's that's why every time they came to Pittsburgh, uh, when Pittsburgh came into New England under his tenure, and it, when it's mattered, they got smacked. So yes. I'm, 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 that's that's the thing. Is he you're a good? Ba- you're basing he's a, he's a good of, you're basing he's a good recent history though. He's getting better and better as years go on. I know. I'm basing off what I've saw. No, you don't. But you asked what you said that two years ago. I'm asking that because when we played him, when we played it, when we played him in the AFC Championship games. You know, um, you know when, when Antonio Antonio Brown was out there making Facebook Live videos instead of you know talking about what are we going to do next week. They came into New England. You know, Brady throws gets the flea flicker, throws it to Chris Hogan, and that yeah. was the end of their season. So, um, you know, we go back to I mean, again, that was Bill Cowher era, but we can go back to Bill Cowher's era. They 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 have not been New England when it's mattered. Plain guys, period. Guys, here here's why the great Steelers. As a Patriots fan, this is about to come out of my mouth. Here's why. Since the Patriots became a franchise in 1960, November 2nd, 1959, but who's counting since, since the day they became a franchise, the Pittsburgh Steelers, regardless, uh, the, the Patriots would have to win a seventh Super Bowl to be, to be considered the best franchise in NFL yeah, history because yeah, the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers are the best franchise in NFL history. And what goes to show that is kind of what back to what Rayshon just said, but in another way, sure. They haven't been able to beat the Patriots when it matters in the last 20 years, you guys do realize that they have the shortest head coaching list in the history of the NFL, right? They have had three head coaches since 1969 and all of them are above 500 in not only the regular season, but also the playoffs. Honestly, if if we're saying anyone's the San Antonio Spurs of the NFL, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that's a fair comparison because I don't think anybody hates the San Antonio Spurs, where people actually hate the the New York Yankees and the New England Mavericks Yankees. fans do. But yeah, sure. I, but I, I also I, think, I mean, to, to your point, DK, I think man, I think Steelers fans, Steelers fans hate hates Patriot fans more than we hate them. Oh, I, I think that, that that's true. Without no, a doubt, because I, I think the party only because you're new to the party. I think because give it a few more this identity issue that we were talking about earlier. You know. No, Pittsburgh. No, that, that's no. It, it's true, Dave. Because like I hated the Colts. Hated them. Yeah, I, I don't. Because they I, were your I, rival, I but not because of the franchise. Because Peyton Manning beat Tom Brady was the rival, though. 
but I, I don't I don't hate Pittsburgh. Like like I, I said on an earlier episode, you respect Cord- him though. That's Cord- why. Cordell Stewart was yeah. my guy. Slash was yeah. my guy. I want. Like, <laughs> I, I love the number bus. ten jersey. Jerome Personally, Jerome for me, Bers I love Tommy bus. Maddox. I thought the bus yeah. was something. You know? Tommy yeah, Maddox. Jeez, what a, so what, a, think, what a casual name drop there. Dave. I, I hate Terry Bradshaw. Back Steelers, when I was alive in the seventies. I think Steelers fans hate us more because they've always been. Uh, at that elevation, right? They've always been there. there. Except for nobody the 80s. was there but them. Yeah. Except nobody for the 80s. was there but yeah. them. Yeah. yeah but, Except but, for the eighties. Be but honest. They, but they they they've always been a a perennial relevant franchise in the NFL. For, and for now better the Patriots or for are worse. That. And, now and the then Patriots out of nowhere, too. the Patriots became like what you said earlier. They became the best over the last twenty years. So like there was 100%. that there was that tension from Steelers fans uh, for us like. For the first part, like the first three years, like we were just happy to be there, right? It just ha- it just yeah. so happened that we had to beat you twice to get there, or the Sears fans. But after that, it was like, whatever. well, I honestly think yeah. that that page that um, I'm sorry, Steelers fans respect the Bill Belichick, uh, Tom Brady era as a team, but I think that their opinion is they they really don't respect the franchise yet. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I really think that if if the Patriots are able to adjust. And take a Cam Newton team, say to the playoffs deep to the AFC Championship game. Take a take some sort of team that doesn't involve Tom Brady or 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 somehow involves a new era of the Patriots. Then you'll be on the radar of the Steelers fan base if the, if that's your point, you know. We're what we're gonna do? We're gonna take that and just say that the uh, in, well, yeah, right, yeah, just shut up and host, right? Uh, so we we've now touched on on Leah's uh, Steelers, and I, I I think I think to to that end, I think the Dave invisible has, seventh member of the Senate that's right. Trap. <laughs> I think Dave Dave has made a great point because not only has Dave made this point about the Steelers, but he's really brought it full circle with what we really started this show with is an identity crisis of Patriots fans because the Patriots have not been a relevant relevant franchise uh, for nearly as long as the Steelers have. But the nice thing that we can write home about as Patriots fans is that every franchise has and will have a bad year and they will have bridge years and they will have rebuilding periods. Now you're getting it. And that's no, well, no, I mean, I I've always understood that, but I think you were also right in the, in the sense that, and I, I think that this was always kind of inherently apparent that you were right about this is that, um, Patriots fans didn't think it was going to happen this quickly, but to Bobby's point, Bill Belichick is smarter than people give him credit for, even though everybody thinks that Bill Belichick is really smart. So now that we have gone 11 minutes over, we've gone into the third hour of the Sunday night sports rep for the first time under the missing the point uh, name. And Craig, Craig has probably cursed us in his head a million times. But Craig, guess what? We have at least five more minutes because now it is time for what everyone looks forward to on the live Sunday night sports wrap once a month. For the first time under the new Missing the Point name, we have the one and only State of the Sizzle. Go ahead, Dave. As if I haven't talked enough tonight, but thank you, Joe. Uh, Gentlemen. Here we are again, and the state of the sizzle is wild. I'll be honest. In the NFL, nobody is good, and everyone is good. In a wild 2020 with COVID, elections, murder hornets, etc., the craziest thing, it turns out, is sports. If sports are a reflection of the society in which we live, often retrospectively, in the most inspirational way, see Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier, Jim Abbott throwing a no-hitter with one hand, Lou Gehrig's farewell speech, it seems they are doing a wonderful job of smashing expectations here in the year of smashed expectations. 
the year of the Patriots being under 500, sorry, the year of the Steelers starting quarterback coming off a major surgery and setting a franchise winning record, the year of no fans was supposed to be the year of no fun, but it turns out that the catch rule fucked up America's game more than no fans because the no fans league is wild. I love this sports restart, don't you? It's no consequences. The teams that were supposed to be good suck. The teams that were supposed to suck, Mike, the Lions, are shockingly okay. Slash bang average, but so glad they're here. As I often say, sports are great. They make life a little easier to digest. A little milk after some pepper. And while they reflect what's going on in the world, they make things a little easier to live with. I'm happy to help with you beautiful people be a conduit to something that is good but isn't good, to something that matters but doesn't matter. Sports. Human nature is reflected in the pageantry and elegance of sports, and our personalities are reflected in how much we miss the point. If you're down with MTP, yeah, you know me. Welcome to the new era of life, liberty, and the pursuit of sports chat. The state of the sizzle is all relative. Thank you, and welcome to Missing the Point. Wow, way to nice. put in every nice. single one of the key phrases, Dave. You're right. Awesome. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, guys, we, we have finally reached the end of the Sunday Night Sports Wrap, and, and what a what a good way to go out with the state of the sizzle that we get only once a month now that we used to get once a week back in the day. Uh, but we, we really do want to say thank you. As, as Dave just said, thank you to everybody for listening, following, uh, being a part of the journey um, from the old from the olden days uh, to the new days to to now, uh, we have so much engagement on social media. Uh, we have so much conversation between all of us, uh, and it's, it's been phenomenal. And and Dave really summed it up there. And and uh, the sports of 2020 um, have really allowed us to have the exact conversations we just had tonight, which was very heated. And and uh, as always, Dave brings out the worst in all of us. So- <laughs> For the final thoughts of everybody, I would like to start this evening um, with, uh, and I, I hope he prepared something because I just saw him pull his mic closer to his face. Uh, but now we, in hour three, uh, Craig, give us your final thoughts and help us elongate this show as much as possible. Why would I want to do that? You guys have tortured <laughs> me so far. You know how long it's, it's actually, I got thinking that long. Uh, I'm glad that the show has gone off as well as I've, I knew it would. Um, it's just important for everyone to remember that it's the exact same show. Nothing's going to change for us. We'll still be here every month on the second Sunday. New shows every week. We got Quivers and the Arrows ready to go. Nothing's changing unless one of you all quit and everything just falls apart. But we got plenty to come. Plenty to come for sure. And it's Arrows in the Quiver. Ray, go ahead with your final thought. <laughs> Gosh. Um, love you guys for real, man. Um, no, but no, thank thank you guys for those that have listened. If you've been on here so so far, listen for this long, uh, we say thank you. If you listen to later on in the week, we say thank you. Uh, you know, Mike, you'll appreciate where I'm going with this, but uh, you know, this is another one for the good guys, and uh you're here to see the M. T P love that. All right. Uh, Bobby Kelly, go right I ahead. Didn't hate that at all. No. Um, so I, I, know, I, know, I know, I know it's been a quiet night for me, but I can't give more credit to these guys for taking all my fire because 
you guys were on point tonight, and I want to point that out. You guys were on fire and killing it from moment one tonight. That was awesome. Um, second point is I don't know if everyone just saw it, but DeAndre Hopkins just made the greatest game-winning catch I've ever seen. Oh, I'm sorry, a, my newest fantasy edition? I, I had a whole new end-of-the-show point that I was going to make, but I watched that play, and I was like, that needs to be my final point. That was the best Hail Mary catch I've seen in a very long time. That was that was unreal. So so Twitter exploded when that catch happened, and it's literally it like you can't you can't see anything else. Unreal so, catch. Um, Mike, uh, what are your what are your final thoughts here tonight? So uh, obviously, I echo everyone's sentiments. I think that everyone everyone brought it tonight. It was it was awesome to see people that are not normally as fired up as as they are tonight uh, fired up. So that was great. My my real final word though is uh, this whole fake narrative that Doc Rivers was traded. He asked to be traded. He said he wanted to be here for a rebuild. DK, oh okay, and 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 Rayshon, just remember that he did not want to take part in it. He left. He asked to leave, and he didn't oh. win a damn thing since. So thank you. It was, it was a pleasure being around you guys this evening. So uh, I just want to say I don't think I've ever been on the defensive as much as I was tonight. Uh, I don't literally since we've been on the radio. And of course, I'm like, Ray, back me up because and but Rayshon's always the one that's like, man, eh, not getting involved, uh, even though he starts. He starts the fire and then he walks that away. Was me he's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right, guys, see you later. You deal with it now. Your problem. Uh, but no, guys, uh, to everybody out there, we, we've harped on it a lot, but then the, we, we appreciate you for staying around our new name, missing the point. Um, again, um, just to, to recap, it'll be in the show notes below, but Instagram at, at underscore missing the point on Twitter at underscore MTP podcast. If you're watching us on Facebook, you know where we are, but if you don't uh, facebook.com slash missing the points, our new website, MTP www.mtpshow.com. And uh, thank you again to a little bit of heart for the shirts. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you to, to all our supporters uh, that have been with us and, and follow everything we do. Um, and, and really guys, I mean, uh, this was a good one Two out. We're going on two hours and 20 minutes. There's date with the MTP. There we go. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, per usual, uh, everybody enjoy your week, enjoy your time. We're coming up on the holidays. They're going to look a lot different this year. Uh, we, we could all be having a friend's giving over, over zoom just to have some, some family around. So once again, we appreciate all of you who watch, listen, support, download, please go to www.mtpshow.com. Uh, you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Uh, we, we've really touched on a lot of great topics here, and we have so much more coming for you in the future. Nothing is going to change, only the name. The faces stay the same. Thank you again, uh, Rayshon Buchanan, Mike Marcangelo, Dave Clark, Craig DeLisandro, the best EP in the game, and Bob Kelly. I am Joe Malkin. We'll talk at you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Missing the Point. Missing the Point is a one-hour weekly, two-hour monthly podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcripts of today's episode can be found in the description box below, as well as on our website, www.mtpshow.com. If you're new to the show, consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. All of our links will be in the show notes. And be sure to check out our brand new website, www.mtpshow.com that's mtpshow.com for missing the point i'm craig delisandro we'll talk to you next time
welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid.